no real rules for this podcast. We don't hold back spoilers, and we don't, uh, and and we swear like motherfuckers. So, language. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, uh, and we've got a murderer's row of commentators here tonight. Uh, joining me this week, as always, is uh, my partner in foul-mouthed crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, uh, Bart. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, too. Uh, we also have my lovely wife, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hello. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did it again. I did it again. She, our, our certified film scholar... My lovely wife, Jamie. Oh, mm-hmm. Jeff's just, you know, trying to cause that divorce one day Jeff's at a time. trying to prevent the divorce. <laughs> um, uh, we also have, of course, Jeff Schwartz back again. Uh, he's on a hot me. streak. This is like three, four weeks in a row. This is great. I love it's it. It's like a month in a row. It is. Yeah. This is like a solid month of Schwartz. It's yeah. wonderful. The Schwartz is with well, us. Well, no, actually, no. I didn't do Roar. So. That's true. You were out for Roar. That's okay. Roar was weird. <laughs> it's an outlier. That is. Well, that movie's an outlier. It's so, absolutely yeah. an outlier. Yeah. It's an outlier? It's an no. outlier. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's That's very good. Folks. Yeah. Good night. Go out on top. Uh, we also Try have the, meal. the return of Miss Jenna Gabriel. Hello, Jenna. Hello. Uh, and joining us, a new friend to the podcast this week, Whoa. Mr. Phoebo. Hello, Phoebo. Oh, good, man. He's singing a song back there. So I love excited. it. This is yep. very. This is good stuff. All right. Uh, well, this week we're talking, uh, of course, obviously, we've got to talk Avengers Age of Ultron. It's the movie. It's the movie to talk about this week. Uh, Jamie and I and Bart and Jenna all saw it twice, I think, mm-hmm. in, yep. in three days. Fibo, yep. you get a two, you had second one in two, Fibo? Yeah, the first night I bought four tickets for my friends can come with me, so I wouldn't be the guy sitting alone. Nice. But today I was the guy sitting alone. <laughs> I was not gonna buy three more tickets. Uh, and, but and Jeff saw Jeff only saw it the one time, no. but that's okay. We won't hold it against him. Um, not worthy. Um, now, that, I, Jamie and Bart and Jen and I all saw it the, uh, Thursday night together. We saw it in IMAX. Did people, did you get an IMAX streaming in? I have in? not got an IMAX, but I saw it 3D. Yeah, okay. And I was in the very first row. Ooh. So it felt as if I was in the movie. Did they go? So, <laughs> Mission accomplished, room. 3D. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, did you do, so did you do a 3D and a 2D? I did 3D and 3D. Cause Ooh, 3D the, twice, look at you. Because yeah, the, the 3D up close was too much. Yeah, and so I agree. I wanted to uh, absorb the 3D in the way you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, not inside. As a cast member? Yeah, not inside. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. With, <laughs> with I Tony. I, don't, I yeah. can't hold that against you. Um, yeah, and 3D is a huge pain in the ass around here. You need to own a car so you can drive to a furniture store yeah. that's 25 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, not that it's not worth it, but if you don't have a car, it's, like, impossible. So, yeah. um, Well, uh, I mean, I guess let's quickly go around the room. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone here enjoyed the movie yeah does anyone here did anyone here have like serious issues with this movie misgivings with this movie i found the language really offensive (laughs) (laughs) thank you good that's good well done uh well jeff you're like our you know tepid marvel fan you know like you enjoy the marvel but you don't get like all 
oorah about it. That's right. That's what we were saying right before we started. I am that increasingly rare thing, a casual Marvel fan. Yeah, exactly. So did you, uh, uh, I mean, so we was, we watched a little couple stuff leading up to it. I mean, you've seen Avengers and the two Captain America movies, mm-hmm. um, and you must have seen an Iron Man movie seen somewhere, right? the first Iron Man movie. Okay, that's yeah. good. Um, I mean, honestly, the, I mean, and you've seen Guardians, but that doesn't really play into this. No. So. Um, well... Guardians doesn't really play into <laughs> Avengers. So. Other than that quick flash you see of the Infinity Stone, I don't think... Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. nice to know what the Purple Rock is, I guess. But, like, none of the characters overlap. All right, the stories I mean, overlap, not broadly you know? speaking. Yeah. I'm, pretty okay. far, I'm pretty sure I saw a raccoon in one of the, like, side alleys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wish fulfillment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, as our as our sort of most most skeptical, and I don't even think you're that skeptical, but most skeptical of the table, you you still give it a, a thumbs up. You enjoyed it. I would give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. That's um, encouraging because you know I liked Avengers okay, but I'm going to say a thing that's going to get me disinvited from all future podcasts okay. and and your home in general. Okay, Jesus, I'm not a big Joss Whedon fan. And was not, a, and I know there's much love for him around this table. Yeah, it's mostly I, I should say I'm not. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's that I I haven't seen that much, and what I have seen, I've been kind of tepid on. Sure. That's so, fair. and even the first Avengers, I liked okay, but I yeah. didn't, you know, enthusiastically love it. But I thought this I liked more. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out why. But well, um, it's but interesting. I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, cause uh, I think. Like as I've seen, yes, he's become more of a, a filmmaker as opposed to because you know his or his roots are in TV. Sure. Um, so well, looking at his movies, I think that um, you know the biggest strike against him has always been like his visual style, I guess. Like his direction has always been as a which lot of people I, consider to be subpar. Which you know? I would say still maybe he's you know yeah he's, he's like okay. he's got some good uh, like individual visuals like mm-hmm. that one moment at the very beginning uh, in the assault on yep. Strucker's bunker that that one shot of everybody moving See, from yeah, left to right yeah. like that's I mean that's like a comic book frame that's like every comic book that's I mean it's it's that's what you want to see when you go see these movies is everybody just like in that moment it's and it's great because it's a it's a nice sort of flip back to uh, that moment at the end of the first Avengers when the, the, the you know the hero shot where they go around the circle um, but here instead of waiting two hours for it here you get it in the first two minutes which yeah. um, so I, I actually like that bit that, that it that it kind of builds up on yeah. that or you sort of like hey it took us the whole time to get to the thing you wanted now it's like we're picking up right where we left off yeah. um but i think yeah, i mean i think whedon's strength though is uh you know his, his strength has always been his writing um you know which but i was still even not sold on that okay but really was, okay yeah like i and again try not to hold it against me no, it's I, fine no it's fine i, I, I tried i really tried because everyone i know loves it uh tried to watch firefly oh yeah and made it like three or four episodes in with with Jessica, with yeah. my fiance. And at the end of the fourth episode, I turned to her. I'm like, "Is it just me, or do I you like do you like this? Should we keep watching?" She's like, "No, I don't really like it that much either. I'm not you know compelled to go on." And so we we never finished it. That's surprising to me, if only because I know that you like sci-fi and I know that you and like westerns. westerns. I do. So I the fact that those two the Firefly doesn't work for you like that almost doesn't compute in my brain. I, I know. I guess it was. It was the quippiness, I think. Okay, too and quippy. I, it oh, was I too, love the quippiness. I know, and I think it works well. And I was fine with it in in Ultron. I yeah. was okay with it. Yeah, like, I was that just opening ask scene then, is. How do all the lines work for you then? The no. lines that are like, 
oh, that was a good conversation. No, it wasn't. No, that was good. Like, all that kind <laughs> of no, stuff, because that I was, was all seemed yeah, very just. See, again, I was I was fine with it in this movie, but in, in Firefly, it, like, the artifice of it was grating, okay. I guess. That's fair. Me. Two on well, the so, nose? I was going to huh. say, two on the nose? A little bit, yeah. Like, there's that scene with, um, I don't even remember. The one the, dude and the other dude. Yeah, the one dude and the <laughs> other dude. Uh... Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. here's your inevitable betrayal. And I'm like, Curse this your is... sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is just silly. That like... is an off-cursed, uh, that is an off-quoted line around this house. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, is. I don't know. So yeah, he's just, he's, you know, not my favorite. And, and no, so that's not for everybody. So he had a higher hurdle to clear with this, and sure. I feel like he cleared it. And but I, that's good. And I think I know, I have an idea of maybe why, but okay. we can get yeah, more we'll, into we, it. Yeah, we can build up to that. Oh, then I wonder if you, I mean, can I just jump straight yeah, to it? Yeah, no, go, I was go gonna for say, it. Like, go to town. The most Joss part of this entire movie, which I wonder if you, like, if it meant as much to you as someone who doesn't like Joss and doesn't follow his stuff, but I read the perfect, I didn't read any reviews until after we saw it, and the perfect line was like, Joss Whedon knows exactly what kind of monster you think he is and tiptoes right up against it and refuses to jump over it, which is mm. that Joss Whedon kills everybody. Yeah. Like, mm. everyone you love, Joss will kill. Mm. And so, like, he's gotten to that kind of reputation, especially after Coulson, and so he planted at the very beginning, like, you think I'm gonna kill Hawkeye, and, like, planted it at the very beginning, yeah. and so anytime Hawkeye was in even a tiny bit of peril... I totally bought it. I'm grabbing Daly's arm like, oh my god, this is the scene where Hawkeye's gonna die. Oh my god, this is the scene where Hawkeye's gonna die. Losing my mind. And so then to have that very cliched, like, my son, my son, I, he was right here. Where'd he go? And he even gives, I'll like, an, go after Well, no, him. he even gives, like, a very exasperated, like, like yeah. hey, I'll go get your and kid. They even had the, like... <laughs> When I, like, it was practically the, like, I'll be right back scene, you know? Like, when as soon as I get back, I'll finish this project. Okay, yeah. honey. I know, yeah, um, with the wife. And you're like, oh, so you're definitely going to die in this movie. Yeah, okay, but cool. so then it was like, I can't believe you're going to introduce me to his family, and then you're, you're going to die, like, right after I love them. And so then to have that turn where Quicksilver dies instead, and then to just turn and look and say, you didn't see that coming. It's just like, God damn you, Joss Whedon! Like, you knew exactly when you were just like, dance, puppets, dance. Like, just screwing with all of us. I guess, uh, as a, you know, someone who's very familiar with a certain kind of storytelling, where sure. it's like, okay, we, we get the background to him, only to, you know, have the yeah. rug pulled out from right. under you. So I guess I, I might have had an unconscious thought that perhaps because we got to see his family uh that he might be in peril and this movie did manage the rare thing of making me care about um jeremy renner which i don't think i can ever say i've felt that it's fair like, i've really never cared about jeremy renner not that i well him, he, he has know, that plywood like, expression he does yeah. and that sort of gravelly voice yeah. i don't know he doesn't, well, he doesn't after, do much for me after vision comes out when they're prepping to like go fight ultron there's even a voiceover of Tony Stark saying, not all of us are going to make it through this, mm -hmm. while the camera is showing Jeremy Renner looking at a photo of his family. Oh. It's just like, oh, come on! I know. Like, poor Hawkeye. No, he really, look, they really, they really pour it on with Hawkeye. But well, I, and he had that moment when, when Ultron's flying the Quinjet, and yeah. the guns are going, and it's coming closer, and he goes... <sighs> yep, and it's yep. coming. Yep, and he turns around. <laughs> so mean. I, know. I guess I... this kid as a shield, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that not when I get 
fired. Yeah, you I don't get to be an Avenger anymore. <laughs> say it was an accident. Nobody yeah. would know. Nobody would know. Nobody yeah. would know. Last time I saw him, Alfred was staring yeah, at him. I was going to say, that was the like especially the second time through. You like, couldn't hear it the first yes, time. I yeah. missed it the first time. The, that his like little like pretending, oh, I could just kill him and no one would know. We'd all miss him. And then yeah. like five so minutes later, so he's much. dead. I miss my little buddy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, yeah, that moment plays especially harder the second time around, I will say. Um, well, speak, okay, so speaking of Hawkeye, uh, speaking of Quicksilver. Hawkeye, speaking of Quicksilver, yeah. let's talk about Quicksilver for a minute. Um, now, did, did you, I don't people got some drama over there. What do you got, buddy? I am a huge X-Men fan. Okay. Like, X-Men. X-Men generally or X-Men the world of mutants no just fuck all the movies alright I hate every single one of the movies Uh, that's a whole nother did you did you see the most recent one that had Quicksilver in it though yeah okay Uh, I enjoyed Quicksilver as an idea I still thought he was like too young or whatever but even then just like I just I just love mutants sure the, the whole idea of them and the fact that they finally brought in you know like and, and, and I understand the whole, you know, uh, Fox. The legal issues. Yeah, yeah. the whole Fox and, and Marvel. I get that. And so, like, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I understand what they had to do. But to kill off my boy, for real? I know. For real, um, like, you couldn't give him, like, one extra, like, maybe come off and, like, you know. Show up in a spinoff exactly. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know? He feels like a character who would be really good to show up in exactly. somebody else's movie and, like, exactly. a supporting role. Yeah, totally. like, And plus, like, his powers, like, I, I know, like, like he said, like you know that the, the director said he wanted to get these two folks in because he knew that the powers would look good on 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 screen. Right. And you know he's, he's gonna kill them off. That's what he's gonna do. <laughs> Especially with like now the you know with with DC doing the Flash as a, as a TV series. Yeah. We get to see all the ways that somebody going super fast can can play. Yeah, you with. can play all those different you're ways. Kill them off. That's cool. Well, actually, that's, that's, that's cool. the sort of the interesting yeah. thing. And I was, uh, th- I think it sort of played out the way I expected it. Um, you know, because. Uh, Fox sort of beat Marvel to the punch like a year ago with Days of Future Past uh, and their version of Quicksilver and so uh, when I saw that movie I sort of figured out okay well X-Men's kind of their way of showing Quicksilver was oh we were gonna for the most part it's we slow everything down so he's moving normal speed and everything moves slowly around him and aside from the one gag with the hammer uh, and then the one bit where uh, Hawkeye shoots the floor out underneath him uh, for the most part you know Joss's version of of, uh, Quicksilver is a blur is it's yeah. a blur of motion and vapor trails behind yep, it. Yep, yep. Fly out of the yeah. Way. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I, I'm fine with like I think it's a good way to sort of distinguish between the two. Um, but I will say that I mean, the X Men's version of the character was infinitely more entertaining. I mean, yeah. which is oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean the he whole... had more to do. Well, yeah, yeah. well, which is hilarious because he had more to do, but he's only in like ten <laughs> minutes of that movie. You <laughs> right, know, yeah. like in like that there his like definitely. fifteen minutes of Days of Future Past is like almost like infinitely more interesting. Than Aaron Taylor Johnson's whole fucking movie, yeah. um, but also that, I mean that's in a way that's uh, you know the deck is the deck is kind of stacked against him yeah. because uh, Evan Peters gets to be like the fun loving teenage yeah. scamp who steals stuff and, and, he, it's, and it gets away with it you and know he doesn't have Wanda either that's true yeah. so and there's no like you know uh, this version is he's this kid who was trapped in a building and his parents were killed and he's like an old war orphan basically yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's a much darker yeah, they kind of tone took of the character like magneto's like story of being like in a very like war infested area and yeah. gave it to his kids cause, yeah exactly and you know you mentioned the whole mutants thing right right um i mean i think uh i don't know like i'm 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 i was a little surprised i why well, 
I found myself a little surprised only because uh, I had r- tried to stay very spoiler free for this movie, uh, you know, leading up to it. But I had read a number of things saying that, um, you know, so we get that, that that great final scene, that great final shot with all of the new the new Avengers, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had heard uh, in advance that that was basically how the, that the movie was going to end with like a new squad of Avengers. Yeah. That this movie was going to basically tear apart the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, and we'd end up with sort of a new a new team, yeah. um, and that she and that Scarlet Witch was going to be on that team. But no mention of Quicksilver. It never even occurred to me that they would kill him yeah. off. You know, he just ran away. Well, and well, I figured that because I knew they were going to start the movie evil and yeah. flip. So I figured they were going to go the other way, which is that like she turns, but he doesn't. Yeah. You know, so they would be sort of on opposite which sides. Which also would have been really interesting. Yeah, yeah totally. Like that. The thing that surprised me about twins was that they're not inhumans, as we were led to believe. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because I think the movie sort of leaves it a little open. No, um, man, they're no, they're they are enhanced. Well, yeah, but that's... No, 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 no. The movie lays it out that they have been enhanced by the Mind Stone. Yeah. True. Yeah. Not by the obelisk. Well, they're not enhanced whatever. by Terrigen Mists. Right. Yeah. They're, but, not, they're not inhuman. But if that's what they're setting up as the definition of inhuman... Which means... Aren't. Well, I, here's the thing. Here's why I think there might be some wiggle room here. Mm. Is that the only, the only real, like, hard explanation the movie tries to give is when they tell their whole war story, yeah. you know, background, uh, uh, Ultron says, like, oh, now I understand why you survived and nobody else did, because you have this conviction, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, I, like, I think you could very easily hand wave that away in the future. I mean, I think the movie kind of leaves it, kind of tries to go both ways with it, kind of leave both doors open, so they, they could either say, like, oh, no, they were just... You know, they were people, and, you know, they were exposed to the Mind Stone, and it gave them powers, whatever. Or they could sort of go back or retcon back or whatever and say, oh, they were supposed to be Inhumans, and instead of being exposed to Terrigen Mist, the, the Mind Stone did it instead. They achieved the same goal with a different tool. But, I mean, I, at this point, I think it's yeah. almost unimportant, well, you know? Well, it's important for one reason, it's, and it's that the property of the Inhumans now, until the movie comes out, is now solely in the possession of a TV show. It's true. And that is the thing, because the TV show, hit or miss. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I guess that's the, the other thing, uh, you know, and I don't, uh, people, do you watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Are you? I have watched the first season because all I have is Netflix. I don't okay. have cable. That's fair. And I, and I, and I every day I, I cry. Every day. <laughs> I, wake, I wake up with three tears. Three tears. Specifically exactly three. Tears. Just yeah. exactly three. The number shall be three. three and yeah. three shall be the number. The, uh, yeah. No, the sec- I will say the second season is much better it than is the first much season. Okay. All right. The first half of the second season is much better than the first. And then it's like... <laughs> Really downhill, right about the time Agent Carter comes out, you remember what Marvel can be. Yeah, oh, Agent Carter's and then so this, good. And then the episode right before this movie came out. Yeah, it was, was good. Great. Was yeah, good. yeah, it was very good. It was literally the week before I had turned to Marvel while we were watching and good. said, you know the only reason that I still watch the show is because <laughs> it's Marvel and because Avengers hasn't come yeah. out yet. Well, I was going to say, and that's the thing about the show, I think, is that it's, it's kind of not been able to distinguish its own kind of fan base on its own terms that isn't yeah. just like i'm watching this because i want more information that i can get between movies you know yeah. um yeah. jamie and i were talking uh, speaking of agent carter um you know i saw somebody pointed out uh that so we get a so we get a lot of character backstories we get a lot of information about some of the characters we've never had before um and so in this movie we get some some nice backstory to black widow yeah um and yeah. her whole her training in the red room academy though i kind of don't love how they treated some of that material. Okay. 
Are we are we gonna do this now? Well, so all out. Yeah, all I was gonna say is you know that so Agent Carter had the story about the Soviets spy woman who was raised as a child and handcuffed to the bedpost and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That seems like it's probably those two were probably connected, right? That seems like the the Agent Carter thing. That's probably the you know the progenitor to yeah. I mean, we assume the Red Room Academy. We assume that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, that's one of those things where it's like it doesn't. If you watch Agent Carter, you're like, oh, this is probably the same thing. Like it's Soviet, yeah. this is the Soviet, uh, you know, KGB like brainwashing small children and raising them to be assassins. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Civil so it, it, yeah, exactly. So it, so it resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to watch Agent Carter in order to get it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what, wait, what, what was your, what were your issues with the Red Room stuff? I didn't love how they treated her backstory kind of as a as a vehicle for the Hulk. I didn't I feel like they subverted some of the terrible things that happened to her to flesh out what's happening with the Hulk. Mm. Jamie, um, this is where you chime in. I don't know that I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that either. Only in so much as like I think it I think it works because they're introducing this sort of new this new subplot of Bruce Banner and and Black Widow being kind of a Spock and Uhura, yeah, a, yeah. a romantic-ish item, a, nas- a nascent romance. Kong. Yeah, there we go. That's probably more accurate. Ray and King Kong. Ebert said the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this sort of like nascent romance kind of thing. Um, but so I think her sort of headlines to get all of her backstory stuff. I don't think it's like it goes to strengthen his position or no, no, his character. No, 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 no. But, but I think it's like it's, 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 it's a nice way of them sort of connecting on another level, you know? Yeah. Well, right, no, I know that. But at the same time, I mean, what we're talking about is, I mean, they, they tortured her. Yes. I mean, it felt to me like when I have had friends tell me, you know, that they've terrible things like yeah. they've been raped or like abused really, or like abused yeah. terrible things and I had you know I've been there and I felt like they were using it as a plot device and it seemed a little yeah well yeah I mean say, she... I didn't agree necessarily I thought that it was kind of the way Cap said earlier like she's not a very open person but with you she seems relaxed you know I think it was more a matter of he's the only person she's willing to tell. He's the only person mm-hmm. she's willing to talk about that with because it's so painful and awful, but she can tell him. Right. I also and would say I think all of theirs were used as a plot device. Like, all I of mean, the backstory? Yeah, I mean, for you, yes, it did strengthen in some way the relationship with the Hulk, and we yeah. can have that conversation at some point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Cap strengthened his... I'm diving into work and not talking about the person who wanted to stay home to yeah. get into the ice. I think and it's... And Thor's I, drove the whole connection. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, he went out and sought someone to go back into his fear and his vision. Like, the Hulk's <laughs> fear, I mean, it's never like Yeah, we don't see his fear, but he just goes fear, crazy. But yeah. he goes crazy and you have the moment of him looking at the destruction I think while still green. what separates Black Widow is that she doesn't have her own standalone movies. Like, these mm-hmm. are the movies where we yeah. really get to see more of her character. Mm-hmm. So, like, the cat bit is like, oh, this is reminiscent of stuff I've seen in other cat movies, and the same with Thor. So, like, here, yeah. it feels like a bigger development because we know less about Widow's backstory. So, throwing, like, a big block on the ground like that, like, oh, by the way, I was sterilized by the people who brainwashed me and turned me into an right. assassin, can feel a little, you know, you, it runs a dangerous feeling right. a little and, and, abrupt. And at the end of the day, she is the only woman around. 
True. I yes. mean, and I just it 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 felt a little not brash, but well, no, but I think it mm. also being in this movie specifically was very nice because um, not that I want to get like too into the whole Chris what's his face Evans and Jeremy Renner oh, the, putting the their feet slut in their mouths nonsense yeah, yeah. but. That got even more upsetting when you see this movie and you find out that, like, what you thought was a romantic relationship between her and Hawkeye in the first movie never was. You know, it was always just a best friendship. But seeing their relationship and knowing that she apparently is a very welcome visitor at their house and is there all the time, you know, has all this information about his home life. Oh, you guys never eat in the dining room anyway. And is very good friends with his wife and very good friends with his kids. To then have to tell someone, like... By the way, I'm never going to have any of this because of this thing that happened to me when I was 15 or 16 years old. Like, that's got to be heartbreaking. Like, it gives you such a better view into, like, how hard it has been for her this entire time and all that she's been keeping quiet this entire time. That's a very fair point. And to be fair, seeing it the second time, it didn't play the same way. Yeah. It was the first time around, it jumped out at me. It's jarring. Oh, they're, they're kind of abusing her fact that she's a woman and can have this yeah, yeah. none of the other none of the other characters can yeah not really in the same way hold on hold on i'm getting looks i'm getting looks <laughs> epic side eye doesn't come across in the podcast <laughs> speaking of that right your there. foot in your mouth yeah there you go that's what, that's what, um, sound like. that's what side eye sounds like it's just it's a different thing because like you said she hasn't had her own movie she's the only woman in the room yeah. on the team and the fact that they just sort of dropped this there as a device for getting at her relationship with another guy. I, I just it hit it, it, it hit me, and then the second time around, it didn't hit me the same way. That's that's and probably I, good. Yeah, you internalize it very quickly. Like yes. after the first time, you're like oh, and now it's just a, because again, like like I said, it's like now it's just part of her backstory that you now know and accept as part right, of her backstory. Exactly. So the method in which it comes out doesn't feel as as jarring the first, the second time through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really loved seeing Julie Delpy in those in those flashbacks uh, as her, like, instructor. Um, I love that she is now a part of the Marvel Universe, and it took me a minute to place her. Everyone is part of the Marvel Universe I now. know. Uh, she's, I think she is the Harry Dean Stanton of this movie, mm. where she just, like, shows up and has a couple of lines and then leaves. It's great. Hey! You've got a condition. Um, I will say, though, that I really, really loved, um, you know, however you might feel about the romance subplot, I really love the lullaby moment. Uh, when she oh, when she brings him down, really, you, really, you had a problem with that? We didn't talk about this. You had a problem with the lull- with the lullaby moment where she takes brings him down from being the Hulk. I don't have a problem with the moment yeah. and the idea of there being a human presence that calms him down and reminds him that he too is a human. I just have a problem with Scarlett Johansson and her super tight, form fitting outfit going up in her sultry voice and be like, "Hey, big guy." sun's getting real low. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> okay, and then Hulkbuster has to come out and be like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> I think the complaint that, like, only Scarlett Johansson in her sultry leather voice, like... Leather? I think I think Leather that's, voice? Yes, her leather, her what sultry leather mean? voice. I think, look, you when you cast Scarlett Johansson, that's what you're getting, is Scarlett Johansson and her sultry voice. Like, I mean, I that's think... That's not fair to Scarlett Johansson. Do we have to be fair to Scarlett Johansson? Yes. Ooh, wow. Yes. Damn. 
Yes. Em's fighting words. Let's talk she, about Lucy for a minute. Because what? She looks the way she looks. She can only do one thing. No, no, no. It's not about how she looks. It's like that's her voice. Like that's kind of that's kind of her shit. No, I'm just saying like that's that's. I'm not saying Scarlett Johansson's one note because she's not. I actually really like her in a on a number of different movies, playing lots of different characters. Not Lucy though. Well, no, I, not Lucy. Um, but I mean, that's kind of her. Oh no, the brain. Yeah. No, no, the, the brain movie. The brain movie. <laughs> no, there's no brain in that movie. Yeah. You only use 10% of your brain. No, but that's, that's kind of her shtick, though. I mean, you kind of hire her to be, like, sultry Scarlett Johansson. That's kind of the reason you cast but her in these I movies. think we could have an extremely long conversation about whether that's her shtick because she wants it to be, or whether she's been totally pigeonholed in that shtick, and she doesn't really get a choice. Like, this is what she gets sent, and this yeah. is what people want her to do, and when they have that in a movie, they think of her when they have something different they don't think of her well i mean i guess that's true although she still decides to be in these movies and decide and plays it the way okay. she plays it but more moreover okay. all i was going to no, say no, no, is no, 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 no. Oh, her voice go. is asking for it that's wow i want to go back to she decides wow brought to you by bud light never because, say no again yeah, She still decides what movie she's going to make and which movie she doesn't. But she doesn't decide make, what though. she gets offered. No, I'm, uh, that's not the point I was making. And when that's all she gets no, offered. No, I'm not arguing. I'm not she's arguing that work. she's. She's got a kid. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that she like she she decides what movie she doesn't doesn't want to. Do. She doesn't want to do a superhero movie, and she doesn't. Des- she decides she doesn't want to do a superhero movie. Uh, the bigger point I was making was simply that like complaining about her sultry voice. That's kind of her voice. Like that's kind of. Well, I'm not that's kind of her only I voice. I want to be clear. <laughs> I'm not complaining about her voice. Okay. They write knowing what voice she has. Well, yeah, no, at this point, yeah. The whole, like, the shot at the end where she's trying to get the little, and this is after we know the backstory between the two of them, and it's still 50% boobs, and, (laughs) hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. I missed out. And it's like, here's, because that's the thing, though, real quick, I was going to say, like, it's not about, like, oh, well, she didn't have to decide to do a superhero movie. Superhero movies shouldn't make women make these choices like oh well you can be in this superhero movie but this is all you're gonna get to do you know like take it back to what bard said earlier she is the only one of them who doesn't have her own movie yeah yeah well hulk doesn't have his own movies anymore this version of hulk doesn't have his own movie well that's not mark ruffalo's fault that's the fault of the first one being so bad right no the first two being so bad and the fact that mark Mark ruffalo just said recently and i didn't realize this um there's still a copyright issue with hulk like the, he, there can't be a Hulk standalone movie with Mark Ruffalo because who Universal somebody yeah, somebody, somebody, has somebody owns yeah. it so yeah. like there can't well, be a Ruffalo standalone movie. Yeah. Well, and I would argue that I mean, like not to say that uh, 
I'm choosing my words very carefully here. Do that. Uh, I, I would argue that the bigger issue. Okay, Jeff will interpret for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's real good at that. He's really determined to inadvertently, inadvertently split up our marriage. It's great. Uh, for his own entertainment value. No, uh, I mean... And everyone else's. While you can argue, while you can make the argument, and people will make the argument that, like, oh, they, they don't want to put their money behind a female-led movie. Like, I think that that argument is very suspect, if for no other reason than, hello, this is The Hunger Games. This is the largest grossing... Other than Marvel, this is the largest grossing franchise in movies today, and but that's a female-led franchise. Nobody cares, though. What do you mean nobody cares? Nobody cares about what? Nobody is using the success of Hunger Games as a reason to make more female No, 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 no. My point is simply that saying, well, movies with female leads don't make money, like, is false. And there's, it is false. There's, and there's plenty and of evidence for that. Hollywood doesn't care. No, no, no. My point is that the reason Marvel is not going to make a Black Widow movie is that, you know, much like the same reason they're not going to make a Hawkeye movie. She doesn't have any fucking powers. Like... She's yeah. not. She's not an. In, when comparatively to every other Marvel character, she's infinitely less interesting. Not because she's a woman, but because she's just. She's just someone who beats people up. Basically, she's an assassin, and that's she's all. Crazy. You know. Interesting though. She worked for the KGB. I know. I'm not saying she's not an interesting character. Life in no. Russia, and then she flipped and went to work for Shield. I'm not saying she's not an interesting character. I'm just saying when people want to go to a comic it. book movie, when they want to go to a superhero movie, they want someone who's super. They want someone who has extra human powers, like extraordinary abilities, and, and she doesn't like, have. That. Sometimes a hero is like is sometimes is only good as their villain. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Like yeah, like if you have a, a phenomenal villain with great character, you know, then that's gives you another reason to go and watch. You know, like the second Batman movie to me is only important because of Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only reason. I, like I, I, Loki, I don't think the Thor saying? movies would have been what they of were. Oh no way! Of course, yeah. no like, way. No and way. I mean, I'm granted I am not that deep into the Black Widow comics, mm -hmm. but I don't know if she has like a standalone villain that sh that is is there that Good they could possibly use yeah. for a movie unless they use somebody that they've already used, bring them back. You know? Yeah, so. that's true. Can I ask a different question? Yeah. So the thing that occurred to me was. And this always has moments like this. Is how did they discover the lullaby the first time? Did she just walk up to him and go, "Hey, big guy"? <laughs> <laughs> just like that's a very fair question. Maybe that is a did. very it's like, fair question. It's like that. Kind of like something a conversation over the bar. Yeah. It's, it's just, like just Natasha and Bruce being like, "So, what would you want to be called?" Oh God! <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like when you see some man done me wrong. It's like when you see some video and it's always on Fox, and yeah. it's like some guy with a jetpack and roller skates, and he, that's just like what he is. He's the Rocket Man. And it's like, how did you do that the first time? <laughs> um, well, since we're since we're talking about villains, let's talk about let's talk about fucking Ultron. Oh, I love James Spader. I know. I, like, so you know, everybody go watch Boston Legal. I, yeah, oh, I know. So this good. Is your, this is your eternal rallying cry. I know. So Brian. good now. You know, Jeff. I, I know you you maintain some hesitancy about weed, and then you but you said the weed and dialogue kind of worked for you here. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it was like James, the marriage of James Spader saying Joss Whedon things is like, well, why didn't I ever think of that before? It's, like, it's why very, did it never occur to me that James natural. Spader should be in all of the Whedon things? Yeah. Like. Uh, all of his like weird, especially like kind of early in the movie, all of his weird asides, yeah. like uh, people create smaller people. No, children. Yes, I forgot the word. Yeah. <laughs> I lost the word there for a second. Yeah. Finance is so weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sure that's that's gonna be fine. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah, it's gonna totally. be okay. Like so all of his little weird asides are like, they they just they just work 
so well for well, me. Because that's what Spader is. I know. Like, he just is that. Also, there's a video out there of Whedon doing a James Spader impression. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's fantastic. I actually thought they were going to play up his craziness a little bit more. Yeah. It played better the second time. Sure. Um, but I, the first time around, I was looking for a little more... A Light little, a match a, and watch the world. No, 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 no. I was looking for a little more Jack Nicholson. Okay. <laughs> like a little more Jack Nicholson Joker. Because he's got it. Like yeah. The, the, he's, Spader's nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, totally. Like, you know that he just, yeah. like, walks around in the world <laughs> with, like, one eye a little bit bigger than the other one. <laughs> and you're like, ooh. Um, I, I really love the, that his, that, that initial scene of Ultron sort of, that moment where he achieves consciousness, that, like, in the, in the Matrix, in the network between him and Jarvis, like, I like the visualization there, there's some great, like, if you look, I caught the second time around, like, uh, when he's sort of, he's downloading files and all the characters, and, like, the very last shot of it, um, just to kind of bring it all full circle, like, the very last little flash before it cuts back out into the laboratory is uh that shot of uh robert downey jr in the first iron man when he does this yeah, and all the mountains blow up behind him yeah, like yeah. all the way back to the first movie is like it's just it's just a nice little mm, just a little mm, right there yeah, it's an iron patriot and the pope yes exactly yeah, digging up all the reasons why he will turn on them did yeah. you think he was a let me let me phrase this i i agree i think spader's wonderful yeah and, and and i but i wonder how much of the credit you might give him as a villain is due to spader and how much of it is due to the script and i'm distinguishing the script here a little bit from the lines from okay. the dialogue so did you think he was an interesting villain in terms of like his, his own goals and his, his own names, goals yeah. and stuff because he said you know he said things that i you know they, they say his goals are are, are murky to me like yes. i had some issues with yes. his goals because on the one hand it is that typical like well, I'm here to save the world, and it has become clear to me that humanity is the problem. Yeah, it's a very, so, cl- yeah. very classic robot-gone-evil storyline. Yeah, exactly. so yeah. The problem to me was that he seemed to turn on the Avengers purely because they're killers. Like, that seemed to be the first thing that made... Like, even before it seemed he realized he was going to have to destroy humanity in order to save the world, hmm. he was like well i've been through all the files and you're murderers and so you need to be stopped but then immediately goes to achieve that by murdering everyone and so i really wanted there to be some sort of like confrontation where they actually discuss that because it's like wait are you then as ultron saying that sometimes murdering is okay if it achieves this greater good because that's kind of what the avengers are doing too Hmm. so how can you then turn on them for that I think that this Ultron, and the only real exposure to Ultron I've had is a little bit in the cartoons. Yeah. And I think that Spader's, or Whedon's, or whoever, this Ultron, anyway, yeah. is more nuanced than typical Ultron. Typically, yeah. Ultron is like, all humans must die at the end. Blech. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's it. And he's just the killer robot who just keeps enhancing himself so that he can't be killed, and he wants to kill everybody, and that's just his jam. Yeah. But this one is, I think... I think they humanized him a little bit. They definitely and, do, and 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 gave him a weird Tony Stark vengeance streak <laughs> that he doesn't typically have because he's not typically made by a Tony Stark. Right. Well, he's got. He, but I think his like creator vengeance streak has always been a part of his character. It's just usually it's Hank Pym. It's and usually not, Hank and Pym, not Tony Stark. Right. Um. I. I. I but Hank Pym and Tony Stark are very different characters. Right. They are. I. I think the. I never took it as like he wants to kill the Avengers because they're murderers. I think he he it's said like one of the first thing he says. To no, him. I know it's one of the first things he says, but I think he's just saying that. Like, I think to him, it's well, I you know, 
in order to create peace, in order to take, you know, destroy humanity and bring peace, peace in our time, um, you know, the first thing you have to do is get rid of the Avengers because they're the first line of defense. They're the thing that are going to stop you. Um, and him saying you guys are killers, I think, is more has less to do with like I'm going to destroy you because you're murderers, and more to do with like. Here's an awesome soliloquy. Well, yeah, it's more. It's more to that. Like, hey, you, you got you guys me. think you're you guys think you're heroes, but really you're just killers, you know. Right. And but I'm going to kill you too. Right, but it's not the hypocrisy he's though. The world. Yeah. But he's just a killer too. So I was like, I don't understand how you're faulting them for something and then doing the exact same no, thing. No, he's saving the world. Yes. But that's what they think they're doing. Not, no, no, they think they're saving the people on the world. You mean yeah. he's saving the planet? Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's trying to be the flood. Yeah, exactly. He, which he, he's asked which Noah he at one point. Yeah. He says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His references are awesome. By yeah, the way. I know. But um, I don't know. It just to me, it just felt. It felt hypocritical, and it felt hypocritical in a way that someone who seems to be a captain who has access to all the world's knowledge, like Ultron would be, yeah, wouldn't well, be that hypocritical without it eventually becoming a conversation, without well, it eventually becoming something somebody tried to make him confront. And I think that could have been with, who's Paul Bettany? With What's Vision. The fuck? Yeah. Vision. Vision. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity to kind of hash out this interesting kind of philosophical yeah. argument. I think they tried to do it at the end. I little well yeah. tried, I think. Yeah, is the, tried is the key yeah. word, and yeah, because I, I agree with Jamie that his his goals just seemed murky, and I feel like there didn't someone at some point like remark on how he was in pain, or he said the yeah, vision. vision that was the vision. Yeah, yeah vision said, said he was said in pain. He's in what so are you, much pain. What, are you, yeah. what the fuck are you in pain about? Like it, I never understood that. Like so he started, but he's my dad, and I can't get away from it. Mm, I feel I like the, the only that. part I Sorry. liked, that I really liked about the Tony Stark's my dad, and I don't know what to do about it part was when. Um, Andy Serkis confronts him about like you just said to me the exact same thing Tony Stark just said to me and he has that like crisis of like oh my god and he like can't handle the and fact karate that he's, chops that he's his arm off Stark without Jesus. realizing it that was fascinating love it Love I don't know. I yeah, yeah, Ultron is underdeveloped. Well, I think Ultron's a character of you know largely built of uh, largely built of contradictions. I mean, like I, I think there's a great that very wonderful moment at the very end uh, when Wanda comes to rip his heart out, where he you know he's lying in the, in the bus and she and he says Wanda, if you stay here, you'll die. Like that he actually has genuine affection for the twins and that it's. Yeah. Like, he views his mission from the sort of removed, logical kind of standpoint of, like, I need to, the only way to bring peace to the world is to, you know, wipe the slate clean and get rid of humanity, but that there are still individual people that he cares about, whether it's hating Tony Stark or, you know, loving Wanda, Pitt, uh, Wanda that, Maximoff. And that's that what too I'm... seemed odd, because when she first realized that's what he was going to do, and she <laughs> panics and is like, how could you? He doesn't care. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care that she's going to die, Well, too. that's the thing. I think they, that's what I mean. I think they humanized this version of Ultron more than he typically is. Yeah. He's not just a killer robot this time. He's actually kind of a crazy person in a he robot. He wants to be more of a person. Right. And, right. I mean, and that's what really leads to the vision. He's and more. Man, can we talk about the vision yeah. for a minute? All right. My, per, I think my chief complaint with this whole movie is not enough vision. Yeah. Like, he's so good. He's, That's okay. It's okay because they're gonna, he's going to continue. Yeah, yeah he's right. Going to get to no, keep no, no. going and be amazing. But he's like he's forever. so good in his like handful of scenes. But like, and I, I guess the sense it really hit me the second time around when they go back to the city. There, he's almost not even a part of that whole fight. Like. 
he has the one confrontation with Ultron at the beginning where he cuts him off from the internet, basically, so that he can't back up his program. I kill your Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah, where he where he crashes Ultron's router, um, <laughs> and then and then he dis- he literally he like disappears for like five full minutes, and he doesn't show up again until that bit where they're all in the Citadel together. It felt to me like they had more stuff in there, and it got cut because it was too long. Well, okay, so that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, same so, thing. Uh, same thing with obviously with Thor and Hell. Yes, yeah. he's also said they though, cut a lot. Yeah, yeah. his original cut was. Three hours. Over three hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I want to see that version. But also, I yeah. feel like oh, the Loki scenes. The Vision. Yes, the Vision is one of those characters where it's almost like you can't use him too much because he's so powerful that if he were there all the time, you'd be like, "Why aren't you just killing everyone for us?" You That's know? So true. It's like you can't have him constantly there because then you're. It's like, why is this battle still happening? Why don't you just like wave your hand and make everyone go away? Because you apparently can. Well, that's true, but that's the other thing that I was going to say about him is that his powers also seemed very ill-defined in this movie. Only in so much as like we see him do a bunch of different things. Like obviously he can not just like fly around, but like he floats. He could basically defy gravity because it's not like he has jet pack. Like Ultron's got like you know jet packs in his back. It was a telekinetic sort of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that bit where he like he gets like like I think at the very beginning his first scene, Thor like knocks him back towards windows, and then he just like stops himself and he just like floats, you know. And he can obviously control matter because he like literally builds himself a new suit of armor and builds himself a cape out of nothing. I mean, he phases through things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which he can do, you know. Yeah, I was and say, he went sh- like straight through all the robots. To yeah, he literally. Yeah, he like them. tears through robots. He's got the like the beam out of the mind crystal. Like he, we see him do a bunch of stuff, but it just sort of seems like he's only twenty four hours old. Maybe he doesn't know. He, what he was can do born yet. yesterday. Yeah, that's say, true. That's a great line. He's that's still figuring line. out what he. But can so do. I, I guess my point is like not that it's. Like, we see him do a bunch of cool stuff, but it, it, a lot of it kind of feels like, well, you, you kind of have to be watching him to see the, his powers, because just they just sort of, of happen I in the background, sort of you know? I thought with the Mind Stone, maybe he can kind of just do whatever he thinks of at that exact moment. That's, like, I want to do this, so this is what I'm going to do now. That's not, it's a fair... I, I feel like historically he has the phasing through matter, the flight, yeah, phasing through this and, yeah. um, and what what else? The little yellow beam. Yeah, yeah his, and that's pretty his, much his it. His Mind Stone beam, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, the, look, every everything about him on in on screen, everything about him in this movie is fantastic. I just want more of it, you know. I was, gonna get more. I was just happy because I don't know a lot about how the Vision is in the comic books. I am assuming it is very different in the movie because of Tony Stark creating Ultron. He looks uh, which much sillier. Yeah. Same. But I remember saying to Daily when they first cast Paul Bettany because I was trying to say stay as spoiler free as possible, so I wasn't reading a lot about what was going to happen in the story. I was like, well, how is that going to work? Because Paul Bettany is already Jarvis, and his voice is all over all any of the movies. Like, he is constant. He's a constant presence in the yeah. movies. How are you going to have Paul Bettany as Jarvis, and then Paul Bettany as the Vision, and not have that feel very strange? Like, yeah. why do they sound exactly alike? So I really, once I realized what they were going to do with Jarvis, that made me really happy. It was like, yeah. they're going to put Jarvis in the vision. If that's why it's Paul Bettany, that's awesome. Well, I that really like really happy. the way they handled Jarvis. Like, so the, the, that very opening scene, that very opening assault on Strucker's bunker. Like, I love that everybody's connected to Jarvis. That Jarvis is kind of like the Oracle. He's like the point man yeah. for the team. It, he's in everybody's ear and he can give everyone information. Like, I, I actually love that. Because it's one of, I mean, it's one of many things in that scene, but it, it helps to suggest this whole, like, rich sort of detail past for yeah. the Avengers as a team. Yeah. You know, because like I said, the first movie is all about bringing them together, yeah. and we've seen them each in their individual things, but this movie, like, very explicitly 
you know, says tells us that oh, they've actually been on raiding parties and they've exactly. dealt with other enhanced people yep. and. And, and there are a bunch of like really great little touches and little moments like you see the way that they interact with each other in a fight that yeah. suggests like oh they figured out how to exactly. use their powers not just to themselves but also together yeah. um, so like the thing that they're I they're all lining up right that exactly that's the one that I really love the most because it's a great callback to the first movie where uh, in that first movie that sort of early fight between Thor and Iron Man and Cap and Thor brings the hammer down on the shield and it like flattens trees for like exactly. a quarter mile so here it's like oh there's a bunch of guys here i'll bring the hammer down on the shield and it'll knock everybody out you know um there there are a bunch of really great bits there and like the way that everybody else will kind of grab the shield and throw it to cap i love his vibranium magnet glove that he's got which is like that's it's just one of those things where like up until now we've just sort of had to believe like oh he's just really good at catching his shield so it's like (laughs) now you're like any you literally have any situation he can throw that thing fucking anywhere and just believe oh he's just he got it back he got it back because i i pressed the button on my glove and now i have it again you know i will say really quick just because i know we're giving them a little bit of crap for widow and whatever I have wanted there to be, like, the cheesy part of me has wanted there to be, like, something sweet and wonderful for Banner this entire time. So I am actually very happy in a way that this is happening. You're on board with the romance? Yes, because I love him. (laughs) He's just, like, and they really do play it up in this movie, like, him standing just outside the ship, like, wringing his hands together, looking around, like, so, like, exactly, but, like, so sad and small and afraid and everything, and I just, like, of all of those characters, he takes it the hardest when he hurts someone, especially because he's usually doing it on accident, he can't control who he's hurting and everyone, and, like, Bruce Banner, apart from the Hulk, like, Bruce Banner is such a, like, won't hurt a fly, like, doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah feels really guilty what he does, is so nice and sweet, and then when he's the Hulk, he just hurts everybody, and there's nothing he can do about it, and then he has to live with it for the rest of his life, so it's like, I want something nice for him, I can't help it, like, I want him to have this sweet relationship, and I want there to be someone who's like, I don't care that you're the Hulk, we'll figure it out, like, I just want that to, I can't help it, I know it's cheesy, but I just love him, and I think he deserves happiness, and it made me very sad that he flew away. Um, I thought he might fly into space. Yep. So I really thought up, he might do it. Set it up. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot. There's been. A, there was a lot of talk about that, and uh, you know, I. So I. Read he might a, have. We don't know. Well, I, okay. So I read an article saying that there was originally another scene for the Hulk, like a big fuck yeah Hulk moment in the final fight scene that got cut out of the movie. Um, and specifically, Whedon was like, "It just doesn't feel right in this movie," but told Marvel like. You can use this in another movie. Like, save it. Yeah. Like, just you can you can use it later, and it'll be great in another movie. Um, and I was really expecting. There's a fucking dirt bike outside. I guess um, I was really expecting it to end with him going into space. Specifically, yeah. when literally it the finale is uh, the city has rocket boosters in it and is flying up from the earth. I was like, oh, they're all going to get off the city, and the city's going to go fly off into space. And Hulk's going to be alone on the city, and that's good. Because, like, the yeah. idea of them... Like, Jamie and I talked about this earlier, you know, the... Because of the we-can't-do-a-Hulk standalone movie, yeah. there's been a lot of talk of Hulk going into space, maybe showing up in a Guardians movie, mm. or maybe showing up in a Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that sort of original uh, plot line for Planet Hulk, which is, you know, 
that literally he becomes such a danger that the Avengers are like, we can't have you, ar-. they all turn on him and say, mm-hmm. we can't have you around anymore, and they literally put him in a rocket ship and blast him off. Awesome. Like, not only would the rocket ship thing feel really kind of awkward in this, within the context of this world, yeah. but, you know, as Jamie, I think as you pointed out in the car on the way home one night, uh, that... You know, you almost wouldn't buy everybody turning on him yeah. to that right. degree and it would here. Make you, hate you know, everyone. Right. Yeah. But having Mark him... Ruffalo's banner is so beloved at this point, right. like yeah. you would hate all the other Avengers. But having him exile himself, yeah. as he did, yes. it makes exile. perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And so if he had just flipped, you know, yeah. pulled back on the stick and flipped the Quinjet mm-hmm. northward. Well, now I was thinking about the possibility of that possibly turning into Planet Hulk, right? But then there's like a lot of things that really made the the launching of the Hulk out into space, like specific, like it was, it was a specific choice between like the head of like each other, like the Illuminati of that time, which, yeah, which yeah. involved Professor X, which involved Reed Richards, which mm-hmm. those folks are currently not part of the you know right, the right, right, and also like the whole him coming back and like wreaking havoc on everyone, which was yeah, which was amazing. Kind of the, anger the, the world, the world part, War yeah. Hulk, you know, like yeah. that. like you can't you can't send them out into space without having him come back and be yeah. pissed at everybody. Well, before. yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because, you know, th- these movies have shown a willingness to sort of, uh, you know, capitalize on, like, the t- on, a, like, a title or, yeah. like, a very basic story structure. Like, a, yeah. oh, we're going to do this story, but then not feel obligated to... Uh, live up to any of the details of that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, like I was, I had sort of pictured in my head that you know, at some point in this movie, he would get either he would be exiled, you know, d- deliberately by the Avengers, or you know, self-exile, or literally, he j- like Ultron builds a portal and strands him somewhere. You know, like I mean, the scepter creates yeah. portals, so that would totally would have fallen in line. Yeah. Um, and and that he would just sort of disappear, and then he would show up again, like yeah. the. The Guardians would go to some planet, end up on some planet, and find Hulk there, you know, doing the Planet Hulk thing, like yeah. fighting in the Gladiator arena, and he, they would, you know, he would basically catch a ride with them back to Earth, which yeah. is how, you know, because I, I still assume that at some point the Guardians are going to show up in an event, in one of the Infinity Wars of movies, course. that the Guardians are all going to come back and play a part in this larger Thanos thing. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what with, we've been leading the, up with to. All the, with all the Guardians of the Galaxy team-up things that are happening in the comic books as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was sort of, I, so like I felt like you could do it in that way where the Guardians could bring him back and... You know, maybe he doesn't necessarily have to be pissed at everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 very hard to say, and yeah. God knows where they're going to go now. Exactly. I mean, the Hulk is just somewhere. Oh, like... I know where they're going to go. I have all kinds of predictions about coming Ooh. Marvel movies. Well, I'm excited about right. those. I do. Yeah. Cool. One thing that this movie did really great, uh, aside from having a great storyline, was the setup, like the next phase of all the other movies as well. Oh you know? yeah. I yeah, think they did a great job I that. think they did a good job of that, and moreover, I think they did a good job of that without feeling super heavy-handed about it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, all, been a criticism of Marvel movies in the past. Like, I think Thor's vision uh, does a really good job of setting up Ragnarok and yep. where Thor's storyline yep, is going to yep, go. Yep. Um, I, I think that the um, having, I, I love the uh, the the interplay between. Uh, between Iron Man and Cap, yep, like they have up. a really great like kind of relationship, this yeah. kind of bond where they're not like the best of bros, but they kind of get each other, yep. and you see where there's some tension, yep. but that they still like each other and they care about each other. And I literally wrote down and civil they fundamentally disagree on some right things. on some things, yeah. but they they understand the bigger issue. I literally wrote down civil war will hurt. 
Like yeah. seeing the two of them at loggerheads is going to like it's kind of kind of break your heart in a little yeah, way because I'm you so feel sure their connection in this movie so strongly, and it's going to divide the fans. Oh yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. No, because, I mean, if if theoretically you have in Civil War, yeah, basically Cap and Iron Man opposed, yeah, and you know neither one is really the villain; it's just opposing points of view. Yeah, you're going to split the fan base to, in a big way. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, the other one, the other really great setup that I love there is uh, the setup, j- just having that scene, um, like that that middle set piece in Wakanda, yeah. where it, you're again because I don't we, think that's in Wakanda. No, it is the, yeah. all the stuff with with uh, Andy Serkis is in Wakanda. Wakanda. I think it's outside Robert Wakanda Downey somewhere. Robert Jr. even says to Cap, he was like, if he got out of Wakanda with all of this. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. So, I, I don't just know Africa. Where they're just somewhere else yeah. in Africa. Somewhere maybe. in Africa. Like, I assume they African were in coastal city. Yeah, I guess that's right. But like, even even if that scene isn't in because you can bet. I mean, I think if it were Wakanda, I think you could bet you, if the Hulk and Veronica yeah. were mixing it up in Wakanda, you can bet Black Panther would show up. Well, so like, that's what the well, hell are you doing? Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah. say is that even if that scene isn't actually within Wakanda, which I think you're right, and thinking about it now, yeah, yeah, it's probably not. But just introducing the concept of like, oh, this is this place called Wakanda. That's where all the vibranium's from. Um, that's like that's you know it. Without having, even without having Black Panther show up, it's still like you, you go. Oh, so when we do a Black Panther movie in like three years, they can make a reference to this. Yeah, yeah you can. Absolutely. You can very, very simply bring call this back, or you know, you don't necessarily have to start from square one with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Without necessarily, like, it would have felt awkward if like you had, uh, you know, Black Panther, you had. Uh, you know, T'Challa like standing in the background or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. um, and plus he's gonna show up in in Civil War, right? Yeah, he's exactly. supposed to. Well, yeah. you know, I'm curious if that's still true um, because oh, the Spider-Man thing? because of the Spider-Man thing. Yeah. yeah, like he was set to make an appearance in Civil War, and he still might. Yeah. I mean, they're filming now, so certainly they figured it out. Um, but that was before they made the Spider-Man deal. So I'm wondering if Spider-Man has if he was sort of the fill-in because they couldn't get Spider-Man, and now they have Spider-Man and they've. Yeah, yeah, worked yeah. him out because I think they may have pushed the date on his movie they back did. Did as well after now that they have a Spider-Man movie yeah. coming. So, yeah. so I'll be curious to see how much of that like actually comes to pass a little bit. And they haven't announced who the Spider-Man's going to be, right? They just have no. They've got a they short list of people. They sh- they're all like twelve. They're all like yeah. babies. They're yeah, <laughs> they want to go like, real young. Why is this a thirteen-year-old? Well, I'm okay <laughs> with it only in so much as I like the idea of. Um, like really juxtaposing Spider-Man against uh, the, the other more the against older, the other Avengers. The yeah, yeah. That these are basically yeah, yeah. that these are adults, and the Spider-Man like spending more time with teenage Spider-Man. Like, you think I'm it's okay going to be the that. battle for Spider-Man's soul? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's going to have a very minor part in Civil War. Which I is, think he's which going is fine to be, because if you're going to introduce him, yeah, without detracting from the main storyline, exactly. That's yeah. okay. Um, but let's okay since we're talking about Wakanda though. But let's like. Andy Serkis, like that's another that's another great example. It's like Amazing. it's it's a very it's a very simple introduction. So yeah. when you see Andy Serkis show up in in a Black Panther movie like with, with, with one arm, like yeah. it's gonna be like, like you like oh. you you get it, you know. And if yeah, you haven't yeah. seen Avengers for whatever just, reason, like it's fine. But like oh, it's just like oh, we already know who that guy is. Yeah. We kind of get his deal. Does a he typically bit. have a claw for yeah. a hand? Because I feel like that's where they have to go. There now. are different Dr. versions. Claw. Yeah, is there Inspector are different Gadget versions. Show up? There's a version where he has a claw. There's a version where he has like a like a like a like arm a gun. Yeah, it's like a sonic gun on his arm. Yeah, so I think I feel like he's gonna be. I hope it's that sound too. It's actually me parts. doing it. Yeah, exactly. I, I got contracted. I'm, I'm coming up next week. You booked week. the gig? That's <laughs> yeah, good. To yeah. make this, to make this 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I bet it's, like, I bet he becomes, like, I, I would love to have him become, like, the penguin who has, like, the infinite umbrellas that all do different things. Where he just, like, he's constantly swapping his arm out throughout the movie with different like weird... Like mixer and Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what he is. Yes. I, I mean, we could we should be so lucky, is what I'm saying. As opposed to Hawkeye, who does the exact same thing. Right. Um, <laughs> just saying. Well, let's talk about that uh, that Hulkbuster scene, because... Man, that's a that's a great fucking scene. I just yeah. want to preface this by saying that my mom's name is Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> I did not take that into, into account. It's better now, right? That's so much better now. <laughs> I got there the second time I saw the movie. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so calling good. it Veronica, and I just went, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> which is also a great, uh, as uh, somebody pointed out online, uh, it's, it's, like a, it's, it's like an undercover Archie joke. Uh, because yeah. Banner, Banner's lady interest, his his traditional uh, romantic interest is uh, is Betty, and so having Veronica be the one who takes him down, like eh, that's a nice that's a nice little gag. I think Barely Whedon confirmed his misadventure. Yeah, no, I like that. That no, that that reeks of Whedon. That absolutely reeks. I appreciate that they added that line, and you know they added it. Where, where he says, don't hate, I helped design Veronica. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise it's like, that seems like an incredible betrayal of your friendship. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it, it is the seems... is the Marvel equivalent of Batman with a kryptonite bullet. So exactly. him doing it himself is, yeah. yeah. It also seems very banner to, to want to, like, I feel like it would be yeah. his idea to be like, look, what happens if I lose it? We need to have a contingency. Yeah. yeah. And it can't I mean, this just, is the guy who tried to yeah. eat a bullet and it and didn't it, work. It you can't know? just be like one of your suits that is going to come flying in from New York because God knows where we'll be and how long it'll take. Yeah. We need something bigger yeah. and better. And I actually, I really like the implementation of Veronica. Yeah. That it's like not only is it it's like a literally an air a, a space born satellite, and if you, even in that very first scene uh, when you when he says, oh, "Hey Jay, what's the what's the layout or whatever," and you cut to the satellite for the first time, you can see Veronica written on the satellite, yeah. uh, nice. which is cool. But that, like, not only is it like, oh, this thing that comes down, but it's like a multi-pronged attack. Yep. You know, you've got the prison cell that drops down onto well, him, well, and then the extra suit. But then it's like a self-repairing suit. So it's like, I oh, my arm got fucked up. Yeah. Send me the yeah. extra I really arm, you know? appreciate that it's not <laughs> just the Hulkbuster. Yeah. It's not just the Hulkbuster. It's yeah, like yeah. because the Hulk requires is. is going to destroy it. You need yeah, multiple. Like, yeah, Hulk's gonna pieces. fuck up my shit. Saying I need to be able to fix my stuff. You and know? also, go to sleep. 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 But no, also though, just knocking his tooth out and having him turn and look and spit the tooth out and then just that pause and like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was I also don't, like don't mention puny banner <laughs> I also like how, how quickly can we buy this building yeah, exactly. yes. <laughs> um, but also I like those little references though that means so much especially in the wake of sort of the disaster that have been the DC movies and people pointing out how awful it is that you know Superman and Zod, they have this massive fight in the middle of the city and kill all these people, that Marvel is actually kind of addressing that. You know, the idea that, first of all, they're, he's purposely looking for a building that's completely empty. And then, because I remember, because I didn't catch the how quickly can we buy this building line the first time. I knew he said something, I just didn't know what he said. And I remember thinking, like, just because there are no people in it, like, whose building is that? Like, you, like, all the millions of dollars and yeah. people's jobs and everything, you just destroyed that and, building. And so watching it the second time and hearing that what he actually said was, how quickly can we buy this building? was just it. like, oh, well, and also he's he, on it. And he also says, when he grabs him with the little 
with, with the go to sleep with thing. The piston, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the piston arm that grabs him. Piston and he yes. says, "We're gonna yeah. get you out of town. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna get, get you out of town." Yeah, yeah. And then and, and not only that, on the plane though, yeah. he's like, "Is the start is the start relief team on the ground?" Yeah, yeah, they're already there. Which is great because again, those are just basically those are throwaway lines. Those are like post dub things essentially that just like. It, it's just a hand wave, explain away that like makes it okay. It's like yeah, we fucked up your ship, but now we're gonna we're come in and fix it. it. We're responsible for that. I mean, the yeah. idea of the Iron Legion in and of itself is the same idea. It's like oh, he's going after the civilians. Well, we, let me send some drones over there to help take care of the civilians, even though the civilians don't react very well to them. Yeah. Like it's a very, I mean, it, it doesn't take much, but, but that's all just, that it needs I also to be. Just you know, their general recognition yeah. of other people's situations like the fact that when maria hill tries to say you know oh well we're not at war and cap says well they are yeah you know like the yeah. people yeah. of sokovia are so um but then later and you even see it on quicksilver's face when he hears him say it because they hate stark and they hate the avengers purely because of what happened to them when they were children right so when he hears cap say like this is our fight and this is something we have to do but the people of sokovia didn't ask for this so they're our first priority right like you see it on Quicksilver's face, like I've totally misjudged yeah. everything about. Did this. you oh, notice totally. the Iron Man graffiti at the very beginning? Yeah, of the movie? The, yeah. you got the dollar bills on the top, and they're yeah. holding the machine guns. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pictures of Iron Man, and then they they graffitied a dollar bill on his face, and yep. put and graffitied AK forty sevens in, in his yeah. arms, like. Well, I no. think I think stuff like that too is also paving the way for Civil War. Of yeah. course, oh, but sure. at the same time, it's how a the, very nice detail. Yeah. Well, and how the world judges Cap. Right, and I was talking with uh, my friend Ryan McLean the other day about this, and you know, you, you really, in a big way, feels like a direct. I, I don't want to say it's necessarily a direct response to Man of Steel, uh, only because uh, I think the first Avengers is all about this too, which is you know, you look at the finale of Man of Steel, and yeah, it's about how much stuff can Superman and Zod fuck up, like how many buildings can they tear down, like how much stuff can explode or like within a radius around them. Both the first, it's true of the first Avengers as well, uh, but specifically the second one, it's the the finale, the big final fight is all about saving civilians. Yeah. Like the first movie is we have to keep the fight contained to within this small city couple city blocks and you've got cap evacuating buildings right and literally people giving interviews later like he saved my life the first movie literally has like it cuts away to hawkeye emptying people out of a bus you know like it's like those simple even even before that though i mean at the very beginning when widow goes to recruit hulk yeah he says takes him out of the city yeah Yeah, and you brought me to the edge of the the city city. smart but and then this one like literally the whole finale is like this city is flying in the air and you get that that awesome like fuck yeah moment when the helicarrier comes up alongside yeah. so something they dramatic can, so they yeah. can evacuate all the civilians i also side Here's... note really love that the the nice guy tech yes! from winter yes! soldier nice yeah he's like on the helicarrier and he gets that one little moment like uh, the boat is stacked and topped it's, and it's, racked and it's full, full of people, people. it's full it's of people yeah. yeah but i'm so glad that guy got a better job and I a know. nice like thing in shield because he fought for cat i know um so but yeah like it, literally the whole finale is about evacuating civilians yeah. and saving the innocents uh yeah. and minimizing collateral damage as much as possible <laughs> it's hard not to see that as like a slap to the face of dc well you know? i mean I, I think Such that like if this movie <laughs> if this movie asks one question, it's who watches the Watchmen. Yeah, it's oh, who watches sure. the Watchmen, yeah. and I feel like that's it's all going to be Civil War is trying to answer that question, yeah. and it's going to split people into two camps, and I think it's a very good setup. Like I said I think they because I have read one or two criticisms of Marvel uh, that one of the things DC is starting to do better, especially with the trailers for Batman and Superman. Is that, <laughs> I refuse to call it, but. They 
are at least addressing what would it practically be like, you know, if suddenly an alien guy came Who could and tear had down all cities. these powers. Yeah. 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 How would we really react? And, like, we would be paranoid, and we would be awful, and we probably wouldn't be very welcoming. And so at least it seems like they're addressing that question, but I think Marvel is starting to do that. Like, with that graffiti and everything, they are starting to lay that groundwork of do we really feel comfortable with having all of these superheroes here, and what does that yeah. mean? I had a I had a moment with this movie that for some reason I haven't had before now, but it's I am to, I am now totally comfortable with the idea that there are store smaller stories going on at the same time in this world. Yeah, uh, and is you know like this in this, this yeah like and maybe it's because Daredevil's out there now. Yeah, or the fact that the nice guy came back and like he's he's led his whole life from Cap Two and we haven't seen any of it. Yeah, but you believe but he's that he's for Fury. right, and you but you believe that he's been doing his own thing the whole time, and I and that there's a, a little story there that could be told, and the only reason that we haven't seen it is because we just haven't gotten around to it, yeah. but yeah. it's there. That yeah, if they were gonna make a yeah. spinoff about that guy, they like, could do it. There would be a story yeah. there. Yeah. Um, real quick, we didn't say it when we were talking about Ultron, but I just really liked it. The design on his lips. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like. The way that he has lips, like yeah. he's made of metal, you would think it would just be like. It's a lot open better, Optimus Prime. Open, yeah, you think it just be like open, close, open, close, like very boxy. He has like, articulate mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like move and like. But he also has the little, the little and, like, speakers. Well, he has the little speakers that fly that like swing out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say even better than that. Um, I well, I also like the big like servo wheels for his like cheeks yeah. that like give him cheekbones, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. But specifically, the thing that makes him creepier than fuck all, and I couldn't really place it till the second time, is that he has no nose. He's well, neither does Iron Man. Right, but but Iron Man doesn't have an articulated face. True, you know. True. So seeing like eyes and uh, mouth, like full expression, he also has but there's just like eyes. nothing here. Like it's it's like uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in the Salton Sea or. Uh, there's, somebody, there's another movie I can't think of right now. It's like somebody, somebody, Voldemort. Yeah, it's Voldemort. It's very what? Voldemort. No, yeah. Jamie oh just God. said that six I seconds swear ago. To God, I didn't that hear it. Jeff, that say something Jamie. pithy. It's all going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> Use Harry Potter to wedge uh, them apart. Yeah, Should right. we talk about New Avengers oh. for a hot second? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I don't think I have anything else. Oh, the only other thing I have here is uh, okay. Why well, two other things? Um, I like, uh, not only do we get his creepy no-nose no face, I also really like that at the end where he has the vibranium body, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a little underplayed because it doesn't look dramatically different yeah. from his other bodies. It doesn't. It's, I never noticed it's a bluish. different body except, yeah. except Stark says, like, oh, you made yourself right. a vibranium. Well, I think, and I think that's the moment when uh, when uh, Black Widow's in the cage and he literally comes up behind his body and yeah, breaks the other body apart. It, yeah, but I didn't know he was vibranium. Right. But it I think, doesn't look that different. No, the, the nice, simple touch that actually kind of sells it a little bit more is... Uh, you can hear the vibranium sound when he moves. You know, like, you know that sound that the yeah. cap shield well, makes? Yeah, because I noticed that when he pulls the tubes of vibranium when yeah. he's in the circus, just moving the tube makes, yeah, makes the same that sound. sound yeah. So his shield. body makes that sound a bunch uh, at, in that early scene. So, like, that, but, other, yeah, other than that, like, it doesn't, his, he doesn't look physically all that different. Yeah, I mean, Fibo, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like in the comics, he typically makes himself an adamantium body. Yes, is but that adamantium right? is more right, I mean, X-Men world. Right, they can't, yeah, yeah. they're That's not gonna go there. I was there. wondering, yeah. too, when yeah. they kept yeah. talking about vibranium and it's the strongest metal on Earth, I was thinking to myself, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, where does adamantium fall in, and are they not allowed to talk about it? Yeah, no, they are not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, it makes me so angry. Can can it come, Marvel, can you hurry up and do your thing by it? I know, right? So we can have an X-Men I feel like it's, I bet it's, it's just Fox. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, Fox is never well, going to so let go of that. I mean, that's their cash cow. They're yeah. gonna... But, but like, now that but Marvel that's... is such a thing, they're going to keep making them so they don't lose it. Because they yeah. lost Daredevil already. They're not going to lose anything else. Yeah. Well, like, they also ran Dare. I mean, can we just talk about old Daredevil? Well, yeah, but they're not well, they going to they're a... not risk losing anything. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, I mean, like, and the whole argument, that's the reason why there were no toys for Days of Future Past. There were no toys. There was no... Really? Was, yeah, there was yeah, no toys. they didn't toys do a lot of merchandising for, for it, It's yeah. because of Marvel was, there was such a, a big, huh. like... Yeah, there are different rights for, like, merchandising and film characters. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very bizarre, it's legal, gobbledy fuck. Yeah. Huh. All right, what else you got? Uh, the, only, I was, the only thing I have, and this is actually Jamie's brother, Eric. Uh, hi, Eric. Uh, made this point. Uh, he literally said, um, I, I like that they gave Hawkeye all of Tony Stark's dialogue in this movie. <laughs> um, which is, like, you know, uh, so... And, Jeff, you haven't seen the original, the first Thor, right? I've not seen any of the you Thor. Seen so, any of Thor's, someone yeah. explain to me what the fuck Stellan Skarsgård was doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was He's listening. His professor. Friend. Yeah, I was listening to uh, the How Did This Get Made podcast, and Paul F. Tompkins made the point that uh, when he types Stellan Skarsgård into his phone, it gets autocorrected to Stellar Skateboard. So now <laughs> every time I see him, I go Stellar Skateboard. Um, That's awesome. He, yeah, he's like a supporting character in the Thor movies. He's like an astrophysicist. He's like a, he's just like a, a dude who helps them with shit, basically. Um, he was in the Avengers a little bit. He was. He was in there. He was a lot. Guy, yeah, he was the guy who helped build the portal yeah. with Loki. Loki brainwashed him. It's been a while. Um, but uh, yeah, so he. I mean, Which, really quickly, I just want to say because we didn't bring it up, I really appreciate the nice solid favor they did, where now Bart is the only one who never gets brainwashed by Scarlet Witch. Like yeah. after he spends the entire yeah. first movie brainwashed, yeah. this time right. it's like. Nope, like only one who never gets. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that you know you don't get a lot of. You don't. He's he's very he's literally shoehorned in at the last possible second to the first Thor. He has like one scene which they shot like after they shot the movie basically, and they like they stuck him into this movie. Right, exactly. It was like oh we're gonna we're gonna put him in Avengers, so we're gonna just like give him a little one one pager thing here in in Thor. Um, and then he Barely, shows up in yeah, Avengers, yeah. but he's yeah he's brainwashed for most of the movie, so he's like he's he's easily the thinnest character on paper. So to give him like a lot of meaty stuff in this movie, and like not only like a whole family and character yeah. like history, but also like lots of great one-liners, like oh, when he yeah. when pretends that he's gonna kill Quicksilver, or when he's got that that great moment with uh, with Scarlet Witch in the in the house there, in the bombed-out house, which is, like, it's two great moments in one, really. The first is, uh, the city is flying, we're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, like, a great laugh line, but then, like, but right after that... Also is, the city is flying. Yeah, the city's flying. Yeah, he has to, like, start <laughs> yeah. the line over. The city is flying. The city is flying. Yeah. Um, and then, but then right after that, he gets that other like great little moment. Where, like, look, you if you stay here, I will send your brother. You're okay. But if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. And like, that's like that's a fuck yeah moment. Yeah. That, and like, and when she comes out, that's also really cool. Yeah. But like, that's like a mm, yeah, that's what I want from my fucking heroes. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, Especially from the guy who has no powers. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and I, because I was saying this earlier, like I've always thought, and I mean, people who are more versed in the comics but I feel like at some point they do say Black Widow had some sort of genetic enhancement at some point. Like, oh, she's not purely a human. Like, I think there, there was are some, some point there are some story in some lines. iteration of the comics. There are some comic storylines where she has, like, a Russian version of the Super Soldier Serum in her. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah. I don't Makes know sense. if the same is true. I, I don't know if the same is true of Hawkeye mm. or not, but 
those two things withstanding. I've always thought that in a way they're the two most interesting characters because they are human. Like they don't have yeah. armor, they don't have special powers, they're not bulletproof, they don't have the serum, they don't have the shield. You know, like they're just people who can be shot and killed pretty easily, and yet they're still there and they're still fighting and they're still working. Yeah. And so to have him be the have them actually address that, like when he says to his wife, you know, oh, you don't think they need me? And she's like, no, I know they need you. Mm-hmm. But just that idea of you are putting yourself out there in a way that is insane and should be respected. Yeah. And I know they give him crap. Like, making fun of him is what keeps this team together. You know, yeah. like, oh, he's dead? Oh. But really, like, he's one of the bravest ones. He's yeah. out there doing his thing when he could die so much faster than the rest of them. Yep. So yay, Hawkeye. Yeah, yay, Hawkeye. Uh, Bart, did you have a thing you wanted to bring up? I want to talk about New Avengers. You want to talk about New Avengers? Because we are left with a we very different team. A very as, different team, As was yeah. promised, we now have a team that consists of Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, the Vision. The Vision. Falcon. And War Machine. And War Machine. And, and, and uh, Black Widow and, and Cap. Yeah. And Black Widow and Cap. And yeah. pres- presumably Panther. And... Maybe. Maybe later. Well, but by, by the time Infinity War rolls around, presumably yeah, we're gonna have some, we're Black, gonna have some Black Panther and, and maybe Ant Man. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange will come in because I think there there's there's two other Infinity Gems that they've yet to introduce. One of them's coming in. Doctor one, Strange. yeah, one of them is yeah. the Soul Gem. So I think we'll get that with That's Doctor Strange. Strange so, yeah. yeah, and I don't know about the other one, but I just would like to say, if you look at the makeup of the this Avengers team versus the new Avengers team, yeah. It's way more diverse. Yeah. We've got one white guy. Ladies. We've got one white guy. Yeah. There are ladies. Yeah. And yeah red one people. white guy and yeah. red people. Vision. Oh, well, yeah, he is sort of. Yeah, I guess he's he's red. No, I'm excited. I mean, you know, again, like curious to see how much of a part they're going to play going forward. You know, before Infinity Wars, for example. I mean, like I expect at the very least we'll get. Falcon in Civil War. We, um, I mean, I don't know how he would. I would be. Oh, I was gonna say he said and that he's Bucky. Looking, he yeah, said he's where's Bucky? For Bucky. Yeah, I expect we're gonna right get some now, some Falcon so. and some Bucky. But like, I'll be surprised if the Vision is in Civil. Well, actually, the Vision might be the most likely person to be in Civil War, only because uh, uh, Iron Man's also involved. Mm. Um, but like, I don't feel like it's gonna be. I mean, you might get like literally like a scene or something like a quick cameo of yeah. them since they're literally going to draw a line and yeah, this, this, these so are these are Cap's. This is Cap's team now, yeah. basically. Like that, Iron Man can sort of marshal his own forces, and Cap now has these new guys. And yeah. Rhodey would be kind of the man caught in yeah. between. I feel like Don Cheadle might actually get some good stuff to do uh, yeah. for the Love first Don real Cheadle. time in these movies. By the way, how bad do you feel for Terrence Howard right now? I don't feel bad for Terrence Howard. He wanted Howard, more money, yeah. and then he walked away. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for Terrence. No, Howard. no, no. I don't. Be- I've just never liked Terrence no, Howard. No, I neither mean, did I. Like so much more. So do I. But I just feel like, man, what a bonehead move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I asked uh, the internets for some uh, some questions, people, things they people wanted to know, or things people wanted us to talk about. Yep. Um. So I, I could just a, just a couple here. Yep. Uh. The first one is uh from from the twitters. That's uh from uh, AJ Lagambina. That's that's my ne- that's my that's my cousin. That's not my, my nephew. Cousin. He's my cousin. What's wrong um, with you, man? Uh, I don't know. Look, uh, give me another beer, and we'll find out. Um, yeah, he's uh, he he was asking about the possibility of a uh, an extended cut. We talked about earlier this the the three hour Whedon's original cut is three hours long. I want to see it because they were. I mean, they shot stuff and that was 
that were in used trailers in the trailers that we did movie, not yeah. get in the movie. So, so I will say that uh, because the movie came out like a week ago or so uh, it's coming. in, in it's other happen. countries. It's going to happen. Well, so UK, the UK version of Amazon has, because you can, obviously, you can already pre-order the movie on Amazon. Yeah, and everywhere else. So the UK Amazon basically issued an email to people saying, hey, you said you wanted to pre-order uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, we're letting you know that there will also be like an extended version of Avengers Age of Ultron with an alternate ending. Um, so I wonder if that might be the Hulk thing that oh, we were talking about. Um, or, but about I mean, that. also like, who knows if that will actually hold up to be true? Like, I mean, they might just they might not do an extended cut. They might just do like a version, like a big bonus version with lots of extra scenes lots of deleted scenes supposed to like the stripped down like i just want the director's i just want the director's cut yeah i would watch a three hour cut i mean it's like when we did wolf yeah. of wall street and it's like you know scorsese's initial cut of wolf of wall street was like five hours it's like yeah i want to watch the five hour cut of that movie like couple, i would have watched three hours times. of ultron yeah i mean i just yeah. i want to see like i feel like there were holes that were forced upon them like the stuff about hell yeah. H E L one L. Yeah, one L. Yeah, and there and there were things about when Ultron covered himself in vibranium, which I think would have made yep. would have been made plainly obvious in the extended cut. I mean, we got it in the goddamn trailer, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just feel like that's I feel like it will actually work better with the extra stuff. Yeah, um, it'll be long, but that's okay. So worth it. I'm fine yeah. with that. Eighteen bags of popcorn. That's all you need. <laughs> there you go. Right. Bye, I can honey. I can make that work. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about the soundtrack for just one second? Okay. Have you? I haven't. I know you sent it to me. I haven't listened to it so on its, its own it's, outside of the movie. So I think one of the reasons why it felt a little weird in comparison to the others is because of the soundtrack, which is it's two composers. Yeah, it's Tyler and Danny. It's Elfman. Tyler and Danny Elfman is yeah. back. Yeah, which is um, which crazy. is like weird. I remember there being but, like this weird rumor because the first that anybody heard that Danny Elfman was going to do work in this movie was uh, like they put out a poster, like one of the first posters, and it said like additional music by Danny Elfman and everyone went oh shit does that mean there's a Spider-Man cameo in this movie are right. they using Danny Elfman's Spider-Man music and that's why they're giving him a credit that and did not turn out to no, be the case no no it's just like and it's, but that would have been very exciting you know they didn't co-compose the whole thing yeah it's just, like each one like if you yeah. look at the soundtrack it's like this one was Brian Tyler and this, this one, one was Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman and like that's the that's whole thing that's interesting I want to go back I want to go through and, this and one the funny now. thing is like they if you go back and listen to it and they they do introduce all the light motifs from the different from the different movies when you when the Hulkbuster comes out you get yeah. the Iron Man theme yep when Cap has his little moments you get Sylvester's uh, you know yeah yeah Cap theme from the first Cap movie and it's it's a decent score but I, I wonder if having it written by two people distinctly added to its feeling of disjointedness. Mm, cool. Um, well, I got a couple other questions here. Uh, the first uh, comes from Jamie Smith, uh, not Jamie Christensen, who's sitting next to me. Uh, she had a couple questions. She, was it necessary to kill Quicksilver? Uh, we kind of. I, no. I think we kind of talked say, about that. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and I will arm wrestle anyone that agrees, disagrees. <laughs> I, That's I fair. Wonder, I don't think it. I mean. Do you think that they did? And this didn't occur to me until the second time, really. Do you think they did kind of a Phoenix thing with her? Whereas, like, his death made her... Stronger? Stronger, somehow? Uh, like, no, I don't think so. She I think that's a rage moment. She I think had that's her all freak that out moment well, yeah. where she just sort of... Obliterates like, everything radius. around her? Well, freaking yeah. Scarlet Witch has no control over her powers. Yeah. If you read the comments, she just has no idea what the fuck's happening. Most <laughs> of yeah. She was born with her, like, chaos powers, as opposed to learning them, like, you know, Doctor Strange learns them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, as opposed so to being she, trained into them. Exactly. Yeah. And so when she goes off um, for the whole House of M thing, where she's like, no more mutants, and then 
half of the mutants, like more than more than the population of mutants are wiped out just by her saying those is three she words, you know? typically is she a mutant or, so or is she, she a mystical figure like magic I know she's Magneto's daughter yeah. but I don't know yeah. if that, I don't know if her powers are like magic source, or mutant or magic yeah. or mutant she's, she's, she's a little of both like, I think yeah she's a mutant and she was born with her chaos powers which yeah. is what makes her very very weird like well I mean like you know like magic who's there is, yeah, there is. An she element. is she. No, 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 not magic. The thing, oh, magic, okay. magic, magic character, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. magic yeah. character. Yeah. Made gik. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her uh, name? Sister. Yeah. Uh, Colossus's um, sister. sister yeah. Is she? Is she a mutant or is She's she? She's a mutant as well. Okay, because I was never like those characters. I've never and like Doctor yeah. Strange. I don't know what yeah. he is. Yeah. But um, do I feel like it was necessary that they kill it? No, no. But at the same time, in almost every Marvel movie, they uh, they give the illusion that someone has died. Yeah. And then they don't actually kill them. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> so you're like, hoping you know for, Let's talk about uh, for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my man's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. Fuck him. Why not? Yeah. It gives it some weight, though. Yeah, sure. I'm glad everyone escaped. Um, I they could have actually used Falcon. Of this. I was always use more Falcon. Well, I was gonna say when when I when uh, so War Machine happening when Why War Machine showed up at the end, I really expected uh, Falcon to be with him. Yeah, because they were both there at the beginning, and mm-hmm. uh, and Nick Fury says, "Oh, I took her out of mothballs with the help of some old friends." So I kind of thought when when uh, War Machine came out that uh, Falcon would be with him. I was a little disappointed that he wasn't. I mean, it's yeah. all flying yeah. around. Yeah. Where's Falcon? Well. I mean, they explained away at the beginning. Three lines, but the second most disappointing thing about the movie, <laughs> yeah. followed closely by Peggy Carter not getting. Time. Yeah, I just want to say, so. so the second time we saw this, we saw it at Assembly, which is a small theater and big comfy seats, and it's awesome, but it was almost sold out, so Jenna and I had seats that were one in front of the other, mm-hmm. by rows, and so Peggy Carter comes up and she starts kicking my seat, and Falcon <laughs> starts, starts kicking my seat, and I'm like, god damn it! You turn around, it's not even hers, it's just like, it's <laughs> not the most kid. kid. thinking he was Ultron's dad. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Jamie also wants to know if, uh, if, if. Joss has lost his grasp on how to write Cap a tiny bit. So she asks. I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. He's not writing Cap anymore. Yeah. He's done. Yes, true. Yeah. He's done, and I think that... He did punch up on the first Cap, and that's... Cap yeah. 2 was way better than Cap 1. Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I'm I'm totally okay with Infinity War being in the hands of the brothers. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very confident with the Russo brothers sort of taking the reins at this point. Cap so. 2 was great. It's yeah, real good. It was, yeah, amazing. and they're going to do, and they're doing Civil War also. Yeah, so which is also they are that's, literally that's they fine. are the driving. I mean, you can you can really look at it at this point as you know, Whedon is kind of the driving force for Phase Two, basically. Yeah, more um, than two. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, basically starting with Avengers, because he well he punches up uh, first event uh, the first cap and then through to this. So you know, he's sort of the driving force from the end of Phase One through Phase Two, and then. The Russos are sort of taking the reins through phase, the end of phase two into phase three. So. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, that, that's totally okay with me. Yeah, um, I, my yeah. my only concern going forward is that I hope that they don't lose their silly. Yeah, because mm. because I don't want the Avengers storyline and the you know the Earthbound stuff. Yeah, to get so yeah, we're look we're gonna serious, get dark. We're gonna get real dark. Which is okay, but as long as they have those moments, just like all I need are the moments yeah. with like with the elevator joke. Well, I just yeah. need a couple of yeah. those. And well, I'm, I'm good. I was gonna say, I think that you know, I think it's really telling that you know I had heard so many times in the lead up to this that like, oh, this is gonna be the movie that like splits apart the Avengers and it leaves everybody like fucked up and in different places. And like while that is technically true on the page, like it doesn't really feel like 
Thor left, he could come back whenever he wants. Yeah. Iron Man is like, I'm out. I'm, I'm going to do other things. But you also well, feel like we he'll come back if we need him for well, something. Well, we also know he's coming well, back. Well, yeah, we know he's coming back. But it's not like the character is like traumatized or hates everybody. No. It's sort of like, he's like, no, I'm okay. I'm just going to go off and do other stuff. No, the only one is Hulk. Yeah, Hulk is the only one who's like actually in exile. Everybody yeah. and, and Barton's, I feel like, Hawkeye might be done. I feel like we might be done with Hawkeye. He's gone off back to live with his family, and it sort of feels like yeah, this was sort of the end of his story. And he went off just fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I kind of feel like I'm he okay could be gone, him. and I don't. I'm not that I'm not gonna miss him, but like I don't need him. It's like it's it's yeah. It's all right. It's all right. He can be gone. It's can right. go do another. Born he can <laughs> he can show up, and do like a little quick cameo somewhere, and it'll be like a cool little moment. And, and that's that's fine. That's you fine. Know? I'm totally okay with that. Um, uh, Frankie Frayne wants to know: Has CG Hulk ever looked good? I think he looks. I think it looks really good. Pretty I think good. They do a good job of meshing Ruffalo's face. Yeah, I think he's. I actually think he's remarkably expressive in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, those moments with uh, with uh, Black Widow, those come down moments. Like a big part of what works there is his like his side of that equation. Like you can really see him calming himself down yeah. and. And especially like the second time where he's like he's just I mean well really in both of them where he's like throwing he's just off on his own he's just like tearing stuff up and so throwing stuff around and yeah. yeah he's like having a little tantrum to himself and yeah. I feel like the only time he looks weird is when Scarlett Johansson is riding him <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's more her looking weird or CG her looking weird than yeah. him. Um, it reminded me ever so slightly of <laughs> the last Hobbit movie yeah. where Legolas is is defying gravity yes but like it's, it's very it's okay. brief yeah it's, okay. it's all right like, it's... Um, i actually really like the moment when uh at the end of the hulkbuster scene like after the buildings come down yeah. and he like pops his head back up and like you can see he's out of it like he's no longer under her spell and he's just sort of looking at everybody like terrified yeah. and crying and covered in shit and like it really, you can see like it gets to him. Like I think that's a, I think that's a good moment for him. I, I feel like that might play into the lullaby thing. Is it's, it's the human, yeah, thing that like the Hulk is. There's still a guy under. There's there. still a, yeah. well, it's that's the thing that I felt sort of unresolved is the, is the the puny the puny banner. Thing. Yeah, didn't I feel like there's more in the in the longer cut of them as distinct. Yeah personas yeah i mean i'll be i think there's probably more a lot more hulk stuff and and a lot more thor stuff i think that's sort of where i expect to see most of the extra material there's more and probably ultron's, a lot more ultron stuff, stuff too which yeah. is like that's what this movie honestly needs is those yeah. three things yeah and, it, and i'm okay with i want to see this director's cut i know right and more vision and lots more vision please i don't, lots I, don't more vision. I don't think there's lots more vision no i don't think there is i just want there to be <laughs> i think we're gonna get a lot more vision in I have, like here are, here are my thoughts going forward. Yeah, I think that Ragnarok is going to be part of like part of what brings Ragnarok is Thanos going to retrieve the Tesseract. Yeah. Um, well, and so and that actually leads and sort of Guardians directly. Two is going to be Thanos going to ret- like he's just going to go through the whole universe like a slasher movie. Yeah, going to get all going the to sta- retrieve all the stones. stones yeah. And what's going to build? At some point, he's got to rip the Mind Stone out of right. And Vision's I think head. that's yeah. what's going to be Infinity War is he's going to come get the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. The la- bring him to Earth at the last minute, like to get the last, to get the last stone. stone. That would make sense to a certain degree. That's my thought. Um, that uh, that actually leads into the to the my our last question here from Jared Waterworth, uh, who, who who's a fan of the show. He's been listening for a while. He's got a kid, so he doesn't go to the he's movies been a that participant often. Participant in the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. That's right. Um, he wants to know if uh, the two gauntlets is a, is a huge cop out. Um, so we get the little mid credit stinger with uh, uh, Thanos uh, sort of 
getting a little he's got his infinity gauntlet um, oh, and and the the Kenneth Branagh gauntlet. Yeah, there. Well, I'm, somebody asked Kevin Feige whether or not it's the same one. Like, is he going to steal no, Odin's gauntlet? It's, it's he said no. It's a, diff- it's a different gauntlet. If you look at it, yeah, and I did, cause and I'm you a nerd, because that's what we did. Because I'm a nerd. Yeah, it's it's a different hand. Um, it's the other hand. Yeah. yeah. So he's 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 built himself his own gauntlet. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just simplifying whatever's going on with Thor later. I, I think don't... there also could be like I'm not willing to be it's down a on it yet because there could also be a plot point for it. Like, yeah. yes, it could be a retcon. Like, it could be like, oh, shit, we Thor forgot. Thor gets the original no, gauntlet should, it, and it takes could, it back no, later. it could just be like, we forgot we already put it in Odin's thing. <laughs> or like, not that we forgot, but yeah. it's like, we need it not to be there now. And yeah. And we already put it there. Yeah, so it's now a we're kind of painted into a corner. But there could also be a plot reason for it. Like, there could, some sort of battle thing is going to come down to the fact that they each have one. That, you could, know? Be, like, that, that could be Ragnarok. They could, yeah. like, they could have a reason for why they've got two. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if they... So that's so, like, we've got to play in but we're flexible. Like, we realized we screwed up, but now we're going to make a reason. Yeah, yeah. Ragnarok, I think, is going to be interesting. There's going to be some real consequences out of that yeah, movie, and I'm, I'm really weird, curious to see where I'm it goes. I'm weirdly psyched for that. Yeah. I haven't that been that one, psyched for Thor movies. That one little bit in this, that his weird vision in this movie makes me infinitely more excited about the next Thor. Well, I mean, yeah. arguably, he crosses the space-earth boundary more yeah. than anybody else. Well, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Except for Loki. Um... Well, there's only one last thing to do. Which we have to explain. We do, because we have a newcomer. Oh, that's cool. uh, so uh, here is uh, how this works. Our, one of our recurring features here on the mm-hmm. podcast. Our running gag. Um, is, uh, we call it Heart of the Ghostbusters. Okay. And that's, who is the character in this movie that you want to have a drink with? Who is the mm. character in this movie that you want to just like sit and booze around with and chat and yeah. just it's like fascinating it's it's not the heart of the movie it's yeah. not the emotional center of the movie it can be but it doesn't have you know it's not that's not what it is strictly speaking it's who's your buddy who's your drinking buddy yeah uh typically you can pick a protagonist if you like i mean in this movie it's a team so there's a bunch of protagonists yeah. we tend to pick like weird supporting characters frequently we like do. someone who just has like one cool moment They're- like for example, Harry Dean Stanton in the first movie would have been like a great right. part of the Ghostbusters. We do, you know? we do have to address one weirdness with Marvel now. Yeah, because with Heart of the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. is, and we were Jenna and I were talking about this on the way over is, are we talking about the character in the context of this movie alone, or like in the Marvel universe? Yeah, because there's so I mean, there's so much recurring stuff now. Yeah. that it becomes a. No, I think you got to go within the context. I think you got to go within this movie. Okay, I think you got to. I think if you got to limit try, the that's scope. Fine. That's, I think you got to limit the scope. That's totally okay. We'll give you. T- so yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go first. No, no, no. no you, no, you, no, you can mull. You can mull. Whatever. Can yeah, we, you can got we time. Just have, like, Who wants to start? We'll you, does anyone have like a strong, definite like <laughs> this is my fucking guy or girl, as the case may be? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah. Because I'd laugh at his story. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good story, though. I think it's a very good story. Yeah, it totally works. That's a great little moment for him. He's all like, "Fuck yeah!" But yeah, it's a good fucking story. Jamie, did you have? You don't want to go second. All right. Um, I mean, look, for me, it's it's the vision. It's got to be the vision. You want to have a drink with the vision? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? First of all, he's got, um, like, a dozen awesome powers. Second of all, yeah, he's all philosophical and shit. He's not bishop from aliens no no he's 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 got cool he's got like uh he's, his mind is operating on a whole other level i know that doesn't mean i want to have a fun i want to have a drink fun drink though no i want to have a drink that's with like a guy to drink with cap no i don't i cap I, can't get drunk it's gonna be a boring ass drink no see i think vision's gonna be fascinating like right. i say this with all the love for cap in my heart but drinking with cap would be boring for a whole host of <laughs> <laughs> I would want to smoke with Cap. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so 
like give give Cap a weed brownie without him even knowing. Yeah, see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I, I want to have a drink with the guy who like can can hold that weird dichotomy in his head of like I don't want to kill Ultron. He's unique, but he's in pain, and therefore he has to die. Or like. No, humanity thinks that chaos and order are opposites, but they're the same. But it, they're not going to survive. But that doesn't mean they're not beautiful. Like that's the guy I want to like just All sit right. around and drink bourbon and philosophize with. Okay, so we've got Don Cheadle. Yes. Or War, War, War Machine. Machine. Wait, wait, wait. War Rody? Machine. Rody? Like Rody? War Machine. Yeah, or do you Don want to drink with him in the suits? No. No, no. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so, so we want Rody as opposed to Don Cheadle. Yes. yes. Okay, but well, so I we would, got Rhodey. I kind of just want to have a drink, drink with Don Cheadle. Yeah, that's, that's fair. totally that's fair. fair too. So we okay. got Rhodey, we got Vision. Vision. Jenna? We skipped two people on the circle. We're, we're not, we're not <laughs> going in order like... here. It's radio. There's no order. Dude, it's true. The people don't see the circle. It's not radio. It's kind of radio. It's, well, I... it's, it's all that's left of radio. Oh, so I'm sad. just torn because while he's not my. I'm torn between, like. Okay. Does it depend? Like, Jamie's so having some real emotional yeah, trouble right now. Feels but over here. Because it's just like, this is ridiculous because it's fictional. But it's just like, what is the ultimate end goal of this drink? Whatever you like, want it to be. What do I want to get out of this drink? Where are you going no, with we, this? No, you're a married woman. No, Am I bringing somebody home? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to, Thank are you. we like meeting we going to the club? Like, What's happening here? No, because it's like, if I want to have like a meeting drink with someone that could be more I want to have a drink with Dr. Bruce Banner because I love him but if I just want to like have a drink with someone who's going to be like hilarious and awesome and like snark on everyone the whole time and like be hilarious I want to have a drink with Tony Stark no, you, I mean, like, that's, point. you got to make so, that unless unless Banner's an angry drunk, in which case you got a real problem. No, I that's don't true. Think <laughs> well, that's real bad. But we've had that discussion before of like, yeah, sometimes like I want to have the philosophy drink with the vision, but sometimes you want to have the like, no, that guy's gonna tear shit up. That guy's gonna like burn down a building, and it's no, gonna be you, awesome. No, you, know? you never want to be there for that. Well, sometimes you do though. Do you? I do. I kind of do. Sometimes I do. I, I do. go to the bathroom, yeah. I shadow box. Son, you got to go. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> well, then, son, you've got a condition. Exactly. Uh, all right, so Stark or Banner, that's your... Yeah. Depending like, on I what just, mood you're in. Yeah. That's fair. That's a, it's a decent dichotomy. Because, like, Banner also, I mean, they're both just, like, really smart, but, like, Banner is smart in a, like, more impressive, less cocky, arrogant well, he's kind of sweeter. way. Just, exactly, but he's much nicer. if I want something more out of this drink than Banner, if I just want to like go out for a night, then start. Are you saying that uh, you get like special dispensation to have sex with Bruce Banner? Is that what you're asking me right I'm now? I'm saying this is entirely... You do too, Is he on your so sweet? Yeah, you get Bruce Banner and I get Scarlett Johansson's voice. You could do a lullaby Oh, dear God. Hey, they made a whole movie off of Scarlett Johansson's voice. You still that's true, fantasies? and I like that movie. So. God damn it! Uh, all right, Bart, who's your who's your heart of the ghost? All right, so the reason, okay, my my gut, my original heart of the Ghostbusters, because I can't watch a movie now and not think about who my heart of the Ghostbusters is going to be. Yeah, um, my original thought was the nice guy from Cap Two. From Cap Two, the, the but, technician, the right, shield but the thing, tech. Because like he is like uh, he's, he's I contemplated he's an honorable that. nice guy. Yep. He had his whole story. He stuck with it. I he's like still him. there. And he's gonna be funny. Yeah. But well, technically Peggy Carter is in this movie. I don't that's know. Peggy. I would love this is, this is the same problem. with Peggy Carter. This is what spawned the question of is it is it bound by this movie exactly. or is it the MCU? Right. Because if it weren't for the fact that he only had much. three lines, Falcon. 
Yeah, you, I do no love Falcon. Or Peggy Carter. Right. Obviously. I mean, I yes, I I I'm love Peggy. Peggy. I would. Carter. I want to be best oh my god! Peggy. But I want to be Peggy Carter. I know. <laughs> but if I can't, I will settle right. for being her best friend. But given that we're but not locked. That well, given that we're locked within the bounds of this specific movie, I have to go with Laura. Oh, okay, Hawkeye's her. wife. Hawkeye's wife. Good, good call. Because she's the she's best. Funny. She's, she's kind of great. She's yeah. the she's best. Hi, Laura. She's I know all your names. She's yeah. smart. She's beautiful. She's competent. She's funny. She's funny. She like. I gotta go with Laura. That that also that actress as well. Love her since Freaks and Yeah, she's Linda Cardellini. She's the best. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a strong choice, sir. Mm-hmm. Jenna, what do you, who do you got? I had all the feels about this choice as well. I went like similar to Jamie of like, well, I laughed the most when Tony Stark talked mm-hmm. this time, but he's also like such a dick. Um, went through like what spawned the debate truly was. I'm gonna go have drinks with Falcon because yeah. Falcon showed up in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, so I'm having trouble like picking any one of the Avengers. Sure. I like Bart's idea a lot, but I, I don't want to like tag onto it. You and can, I'm, like, you can. Fighting. Yeah, the you don't need to pick a to, new like, person. You can join on somebody's plan. The movie is is telling you choose Hawkeye, choose Hawkeye, choose Hawkeye. And oh I don't sure, yeah. Follow that. Um, so I'm gonna go with Stan Lee's character. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like like uh, drunk and I talk just want to say the 85-year-old who's yeah. like, He's... I'm going to take the alien drink. You yeah. guys didn't charge on you Omaha. Did. You don't know. Give me that Asgardian so gin, Ricky. Sure. Yeah. He is actually in this movie himself. Oh. It's Stanley as himself. I checked. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. I was going to say, how do you think this ranks in the... I mean, there's a lot of Stanley cameos yeah. now. I mean, does this, is this your favorite Stanley cameo? If, you, if, if he's your drinking buddy, is this your favorite Stanley cameo in all of them? You haven't Guardians. seen them all the yet. The Guardians one is all. pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Guardians one was pretty good. I like the Baymax one. I'm going to be honest. Oh, oh the Baymax one. Yeah, the Hero 6, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I think my favorites are probably uh, the, I really like the one from uh, Winter Soldier where he's a security guard. Oh, I'm, I'm, so total, fired. I'm so fired. <laughs> um, but I also really like uh, from uh, Thor Dark World. Or he's in the insane asylum with stellar skateboard. Uh, can I have my shoe back? <laughs> in my head, that's always a scene from the eighteen. Like, it should be. It and absolutely it's like, should be. He yeah. feels like he belongs in that insane asylum. Yeah, so, right. Um, all right, people. All right. I've your, had time to think about this. I've looked at the over. movie. I've I've watched it twice. I've heard everybody was saying. I didn't. Want, I want to purposely choose not someone that someone had chosen already. You know the scene in which. Thor has his like vision, and they're having that party. Yeah, yeah. I want to joke with anybody in that. Party. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in that party. This is the end times, y'all. Let's let's go in. Yeah, yeah. It could be anybody. He was having a good time. Though. Yeah, he had no eyes. He, and he no was still eyes. all he was about like, it. Fuck it. Listen, I can see. I know what the when I know where the rum is. I know yep. where. <laughs> I want to be in that party. I want to be drinking. So anybody from there. Fat, fine yeah, choice. I love it. that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, all right, well, that, that wraps it up for Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, with uh, ne- Looking at next week, uh, there is, like, nothing coming out next week. Every studio wants to give Avengers a very wide berth, We're going to just watch Ultron again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so... uh, I mean, I'm not going to rule out that that's going to happen, but uh, we're going to need something else to talk about. Uh, so uh, Start Terminator. Well, okay, I, I want to save Terminator for... Uh, Terminator comes out at the beginning of July, so I think I want to save Terminator for June. We can right. power through them in June. Okay. Uh, so here's the question I have for you. Yeah. Not next week, but in two weeks is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. 
So, oh, it's so the question is, should we rewatch Mad Max movies yeah. and talk about general Mad Max movies next week before Fury Road, or should we do like an all Mad Max, including Fury Road, in three weeks, or in two weeks? Mm. Should we do two weeks of Mad Max, or should we do one big Mad Max show? One big one. I, uh, that's kind of how I felt about it, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of like we did with Planet of the Apes. That was, uh, that was my vote. Yeah, we um, talked about. This. Yeah, we talked about last night. I think that's. I think that's the way to go. Um, so, I don't know what we should do next week. I mean, I think. I think we can watch something. Watch we'll something classic. Like dig into the archives. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk amongst ourselves. We'll we'll argue it out this week. We'll find we'll find I, something to watch. I still want to watch Predator again. Well, uh, that's fine, sir. I mean, Predator. <laughs> because I, because freaking Predator. I like I like Predator. So. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so next week will be something. Doing I something. I don't know. I don't know what that something is. What's the Coolidge is. got? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's maybe there's a good limited something. We will out. be podcasting the room. <laughs> uh, we should really do that. You haven't seen the room, have you? Oh, oh my god. Um, not only is the room going to be playing at the Coolidge the, uh, in May, but they're also doing. Uh, Greg Sestero is going to be there to do like really? Q and A, and no I think he's like hawking his book again or something. Oh, so, God. Um, so yeah, this, they're they're doing a whole shtick this month. We should maybe go to that. I'm down for that. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, this is yeah. a, this is a great fucking gathering. Um, I know that uh, Jamie's not on the Twitters. Bart, you're not on the Twitters. You have no. Like, I am. I you, don't. I don't, you don't remember I still your password. Don't remember the password. If somebody can hack into Bart's <laughs> Twitter account and reset yes, the password, invite you can to become do Bart. Um, Jenna, you're not on the Twitters, right? No. This whole side of the table is like, nah, fuck Twitter. I like reading shit, not writing shit. Um, I need to contribute. Bebo, are you on the Twitter? Can people follow you on Twitter? Do you not have on, things to say on Twitter? Not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. I have a lot of things to say, just not on Twitter. Okay, that's fair. That is a fair position to have. Still have in the real world. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just follow me around. Dude. Just follow you around, just listen, and yeah. it's cool. Uh, and Jeff, where, I know you're, where can the people find you on Twitter, Jeff? You can find me at Ari Gross, and I'm not explaining it. <laughs> You've done it enough times, yeah. it's fine. Uh, and you can follow me uh, at mdaily01. Uh, the blog is dailyscreening.com. Uh, and you can follow the podcast, of course. Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes or on SoundCloud. Rate it. Rate it. It's Review been, it's us. It's been a goddamn long time, and I'm pretty sure we still don't have any ratings. I know. We should do. We should get somebody on that. I mean, I'm going to plant one soon. <laughs> That's my I, contribution. Screw Twitter. I can't wait to read that. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. These guys are great, but their language is terrible. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. Tomorrow.